1: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on WrestlingObserver Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Alright, this is Kenny Omega.
0: We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it
2: counts to me. Goodbye and good night, Thanks. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyder Here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man?
1: Chilling, man. Just uh, ready to talk about a lot of awesome wrestling. What's up with you, man?
2: Nothing. During the intro, I almost felt like I had said like I'm Rich Lotta, and this is Rich- James Lotta. In my mind, I was like, No, I, I, no, I didn't just say that. So, no, no, and I'm not restarting this. So, it is what it is. We're going to roll with this. So, yeah, yeah like, you know, uh, what, I have to make what? sure I am, I am, in fact, James Boyd.
1: <laughs> James Boyd, a, a larger than life individual.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> Like that's gonna be a running gag for the rest of this show. I don't know how long it's gonna keep up, but it's gonna be a while around at least for this show. Maybe next week, but we'll see. Um, yeah, man, uh, wild stuff, wild stuff. But uh, I, I think you said that you had some plugs you wanted to get off before we got fully yes. into it.
1: Yes. So um, last week I kind of kind of mentioned it. I didn't get really too specific. Figured everyone would just kind of you know hear it. Some people have reached out, which is pretty cool. But the One Nation Radio 10-year anniversary show. Um, Please, uh, if you heard the announcement last week about uh, sending your audio in as far as uh, any testimonials you want to give uh, about One Nation Radio, how it's, you know, whatever it does for you, whether it entertains you, makes you laugh, uh, any feelings about James or I, we're going to play it on the air. I'm not going to listen to them ahead of time. You bury us on it. Do whatever you want. Um, try to keep it under two minutes if it's really good if you're if you're hitting on something, you know go ahead go ahead and uh, you know keep going. but uh, make sure you're sending it to Rich at socialsuplex.com. I've got a few um, in the email right now. I'm starring them so I don't miss any of them. so uh, once again, get that to us by September 12th.
2: All right, thank you for that for the announcements. Um so. I guess because there's not much WWE news that we actually have anything we need to spend much time on. I guess we can start with AEW. So, uh, it start with AEW. We have to start with CM Punk. First time speaking to us since he left with the uh, what we now know as a or believe to be a, a broken foot or whatever. And uh, he starts off the gate by saying he has two bits of important news. One important, one not so much. And he says... Uh, we're in West Virginia. What town of West Virginia were they in, Rich? Charleston. They're in Charleston. Uh, so then he proceeds to say, "That's not too far away from, um, you know, the the inland parts of uh, Virginia that uh, that Hangman Page is from." And then he says, uh, "You know, you're for a rematch. Let's do it right here, right now." While he's saying this, while he's in a cutoff tee, jeans, and uh, some sneakers, uh, so the crowd goes wild because they think they're going to get some super match. Um. Obviously, he doesn't come out, and then he says, That's what I thought. He said, That's not what I call it. That's not cowboy shit. That's chicken shit. And then says something on the lines of word of advice. The apology should be as loud as the um, disrespect. Uh, and then proceeds to move on to uh, John Moxley. Now, I'm going to stop. I'm going to put it in park right there because. Uh, Boy. That's at that point, that's where you're like, okay, this has nothing to do with anything. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, what the hell was this? I don't, and then I, I look, I almost decided to go on uh, Google Maps to see, like, like how far Aaron's Creek is from from where they were. And I was like, is that don't like that don't like it sounds saw, like it ma- that it was sounds like that five ma- hours
1: or right something. like
2: that sounds like it's in the same region but not the same area like that's not exactly a hometown boy. So I, I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, so so yeah. Uh, after that, you hear reports coming from a d- bunch of different places from you know Sean Ross Saps the Melters, um, saying that. Uh, backstage, there was a
1: VOW uh, as well.
2: Uh, oh, voice wrestling! Uh, mm-hmm. I I didn't catch that voice of wrestling part. Um, I listened to yeah, fla- yeah. I listened to flagship this week though. Um, but uh, the gist is, bunch of people came out and said they don't know what the fuck's going on. They are uh, a lot of them are are, are are mystified. A lot of them are perplexed. A lot of them are also upset over what CM Punk did about you know the un- unprofessionalism of. Calling out somebody who can't come out because they're obviously not meant to come out, and thereby you're like making um, your baby face look like a coward, uh, which you know, like I believe totally, like that's something that actually would be something to really be upset about if this was nineteen ninety the nineteen nineties, maybe even like the late two thousands. At this stage in the game, people aren't going to not like uh, Adam Page after they later hear they eventually hear that like oh yeah this is what happened and this was a part of the show this was some stunt that CM Punk pulled uh but anyway we we hear um that that is in relation to a part of a segment that happened in the lead up to Adam Page versus CM Punk Revolution where um Adam Page goes face to face with Punk and says some lines and they're lines that don't really have anything to do with like their kayfabe, uh, art or dislike, disliking or tension over the AW World title. So, um, I believe, uh, back then, Joe Lanza from uh, from Voice Wrestling Flagships, like, uh, was mentioning over and over and over and sticking on this point of what the hell does this have to do with anything, what the hell's going on? This is weird, and lo and behold, word has come out that like Punk felt away about that. About the line about uh, being, what was the exact line, Rich? Workers'
1: rights. You claim to be for workers' rights, but Hangman cut it off there, and we didn't really get the second part of that sentence, like Mm -hmm. to really, uh, you know, really uh, drive it home what he meant. But um, there was one person that that line was meant to affect, and it and it worked. It was for him.
2: Yeah, it was for CM Punk, and um, CM Punk apparently like. five five, six months later
1: (laughs) well before that before that with with that like in in the popular like kind of conspiracy theory that i thought about at the time and heard about additional reporting from vow that that led to a huge blow up backstage uh around that time um there was a closed door meeting with hangman tony khan um and cm punk and there was there were things uh Said about said to CM Punk that were so bad they couldn't make reporting essentially. Wait, what Um, was it
2: said that by CM Punk or to CM Punk
1: to CM Punk? Um, so there's also another element of like it being about Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana being a very beloved member of the AW locker room, uh, has kind of been jettisoned uh, out of the way. He he was going to be uh, let go. Um, but he was, you know, kind of rerouted to a ring of honor. And, you know, without Colt Cabana, a lot of these dudes never figure out how to get money within wrestling. So there's a pretty big reverence for them. Uh, and then, you know, you, you see CM Punk doing things like scooping the free cloud off of sticking up for Sasha and Naomi when there's no possible way it can affect him. And um, it, he basically, you know, I, I think it was a situation where Heyman was fired up said something, you know, to build a a match, but it went too far with one person who decided he didn't play like that. And then, you know, eventually like it came to, you know, this this deal here and I thought this was I thought this was below the belt. I thought this was uh this was I thought it was bullshit pretty much what, what CM Punk did um on T V this week and
2: it, it was, was definitely like, a professional.
1: Yeah, like if I was Hangman Page, I would want to fight CM Punk as soon as he came through um, the curtain.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like one Adam Page didn't strike me as that kind of person to really get a, that upset over that because, like, this isn't like I said earlier. Like this isn't the nineteen. This is nineteen ninety six. Where like you pull someone's card, they don't show up, and then the whole crowd thinks you're a hoe. Like that's not that's not how this works anymore. People don't care. Uh but I, I think that um, he should be upset in, in the fact that was like, this is what you tried to do. It it didn't work because like you're old carny. But but uh that's what you that's what you attempted to do, so I would be offended on that front. Um, and also, like from another from from the other perspective, is like you threw a shot at me, I threw a shot back. I were kind of even, but I, I, it's it's weird that the only that uh, from what you hear, from what it seems like most people upset over all this stuff is upset over Punk singing. Like it's perfectly fine that Adam Page did whatever he did. I, so I don't know what the makeups the makeup of this stuff. Like it feels a lot like like it ties in line with a lot of the stuff of like this locker room never never or doesn't like the part where like there's new people in the locker room that's what it feels like it feels like a lot of that is is the under under um current of all of this there's a lot of that
1: and it, it's a it's a very competitive uh ego-driven business and it has
2: been for over a 100 years
1: like and this was not and it feels like these factions are are kind of a shoot uh, if you guys like get what I'm saying, like uh, FTR is doing more stupid shit on Twitter, of course, um, showing their support for CM Punk. Um, there was a promo from Kenny Omega after the show um, where he stressed about, you know, we're not selfish. Uh, we're not tribute acts. We're not uh, trying to be people that we're not, which could be interpreted as a shot at a lot of people. Um there's like the different uh, other sides. Like, there's BCC that, that's there that's been insanely protected. Um, there's Jericho that looks like he wants to work with everybody because he's about a dollar. What the fuck is 50 cent? Um, <laughs> and you wonder if, like, well, I think some of that tension is good because it's like, all right, you know, it's competition, uh, but it's good to a point of can these dudes still work together and make money? And would they have problems losing to each other? Which brings us to another point uh, with this whole thing where it was reported that. CM Punk said that either it was said to Hangman, or uh, I think the likely thing is it was said from Punk to someone else that he would never lose the Hangman page.
2: I keep hearing it as people heard it third hand. People are, are like certain people keep hearing this third hand, but it keeps on being third hand. There's never any second hand. It's always third hand that that Punk said this at some point, right. but never. But 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 like this was never said to Tony Khan or to. Um, Hangman, right? Uh, so and for me, uh, look, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I, I'm just like, like the story of
1: this company is putting over Hangman page. So like, yeah, if you do that. Like, I, I don't really have like much patience for you at this point. Like, at what point does it turn into a situation where you're sequestering yourself, uh, off like Cody did, uh, where he didn't want to either wrestle people, uh, like you know, and stay away from all the. The, the real people and it's like
2: well huh. is he staying away from the real people or is he staying away from one person Like that's the difference like the Cody thing was just like well uh, I don't know you, yet you it, can take it as a up. retrospect looking at it, it as like it seemed like he didn't want to work with any of the hot dudes because he was going to have to do some jobs well uh, with the Punk thing like Punk has already uh, like, we'll, done we'll a see. major job to somebody else and like quite frankly like if Adam if, 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 if they are you know adults about this even if they don't want to work with each other ever again they don't have to they have years worth of stuff before ever touching each other again so i i so for me i, I feel like it maybe i maybe i don't know if you know because i've talked about this to i feel like ad nauseum with you over to over the like near you know five days whatever it was, it's been and i just feel like people cannot like each other people cannot work with each other in professional wrestling it's fine like you can continue to have successful uh wrestling programs around these two and have them be in their own you know, never interact with each other. It's perfectly fine. People have managed to make this happen before. So, like, if but, they don't, but doesn't it, that suck? Yeah, like, but, like,
1: doesn't this suck for fans? Like, doesn't that um, suck for like, uh, especially like the 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 company that has been any, built?
2: Is anyone like, clamoring to see CM Punk Adam Page match again after the match? like people that was like widely like divisive of whether or not people liked it or not based off of them changing the belt to the biggest star in the company. Like, do they need to wrestle each other again? Other, other, let me freeze again. Maybe they need one just so they can get uh, Paige and win back. But outside of that, do they ever need to wrestle again after that?
1: I think he does need to put over uh, Hangman at some point.
2: Um, I don't. I I don't think the way people are talking about it, like
1: especially the way he like it's some
2: Shawn Michaels shit. And like, we don't know if like he still feels that way, right? Like the thing with the thing about the Shawn thing was the part where it's like. Those were fighting words back then. These aren't so much fighting words now. So, like Adam Page, Adam Page saying, "Like uh, I don't know." I Adam don't Page know. Is how old? How, how old is Adam Page?
1: Adam Page is thirty.
2: Adam Page is thirty. Do you think what's more likely, him to be mad when he heard when he finds out about this, or him to laugh like and credits, like, "What a fucking child!" He probably laughed and said, "What a fucking child this is." I don't think he wants to fight over this. I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't, Adam I don't know. Adam Page has never struck me as a person that was willing to fight over being put over in pro wrestling. He's never, like, he's, he probably thinks he's he's a fucking buffoon. He's laughing, like, what a ridiculous person.
1: Yeah, and AEW hasn't had these problems. Um, they've, they haven't they have had a problem with anyone losing to anyone, it seems like, you know, at the top. Um, I seem to recall Kenny Omega doing clean jobs for Moxley, Jericho, and pac before like the first pay-per-view even like was done or excuse me as soon as the first pay-per-view was done uh, i recall chris jericho putting john moxley over clean several times um (laughs) mox has been protected in a different kind of way but he did lose um you know to the young bucks you know clean in a match before he lost the uh, title to kenny omega yeah i mean they did some you know a little heel finish but like there was no real issue he was
2: turning you're turning to do a heel
1: Yeah, like they. And then he won again. Like he, yeah, he, like he clearly had no problem doing business and, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to say that Mox wasn't willing to, you know, lose clean to Kenny or anything, but like.
2: He put over uh, Archer in the, uh, uh, what's it called? To give him the U.S. belt or last year.
1: Yeah. And with punk coming in, if he's dropping that Molotov cocktail and you don't want to lose a handman, hey well it's like, all right, well, who else don't you want to lose to? And the way this is all being split up, like we know who's friends with who. And I think some of that stuff makes for compelling viewing because like when it's a uh when it when it's a Kenny in front of a punk, you're gonna get all this same stuff. Um the stuff with Mox isn't gonna get long enough to cook, essentially, but there are gonna be people that feel like Mox has been You know, riding this thing out uh, from from you know 2019, and then being super hot this summer, and it's like there's a lot of CM Hogan going around going on. It seems like so. I don't know. We'll see. uh, You know who he wants to work with going forward and 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 things like that. But um, they they have what (laughs) kind of feels like. Do you remember like late 1996, early 1997 WWF? where you have all these people that kind of want to be the man. And there's just, it's a very competitive environment. I see a lot of that in AEW right now. And that, that not part, not to that level because
2: everybody was still so, it's, it's still so different uh, than, than now. Uh, so like, because, you know, people, people were gristling and trying to find ways to get out of jobs all the time back then. Like this is, we're talking about one person, <clears throat> Like and I'm sure there were people, you know, programs in people's minds of uh, things they want to do, and people getting upset because they're not allowed to do. It. But like, so what? That's pro wrestling. Everyone wants to do certain things and are told no by the Booker. That, that's 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 what it is. Like, welcome to professional wrestling. I understand it's been kumbaya since nineteen, since 2019. But like, this is more like it. Uh, like, you're you're going to have some input. You're not going to have all the, all the input. Like, if you if you want to go back to WWE and see how that goes with Triple H, go for it. Uh, But I, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure you're gonna have more creative freedom in AEW and and WWE, even with Vince gone. Sorry, Um, Jan-
1: James Brown Wiles is so different. Honestly, I don't think the Elite cares about losing at all. No, don't they think, don't. In fact, you know, I don't in, think in so. Fact,
2: in fact, <laughs> like you know, by all accounts, they have to be told they have to put people over,
1: or they have to beat people. Um, put people over. Uh, Sir Sam says, I get a lot of what Rich Sam feels like. um, No,
2: I'm sorry. You're right. I I fucked that up. They have to to be told they have to not put people over. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Feels like a lot of genuine stars and people coming up pushing for places will be great if they're happy to do business. Yeah, like they can use all of this like and also like the stuff that happened was not a uh, work that that was happening. This was this was real, but it can always turn into one. They can always like use this stuff to really like get you know uh you know get people bought in on this stuff and it goes back to the mjf stuff like these are a lot of real feelings like between people that are competing for money they're competing for time uh and the, they're competing for the fans uh whether it's like you know uh, a lot of people that have you know recently started watching aw people that have been or star- been like already like on the journey with this thing and it's like there's a lot of interesting stories to be told and battles to be fought and everyone's not going to make it like it's not going to like someone's going to leave uh, just like Cody did. Um, someone's going to, you know, drop off or not be as over as they think uh, there's going to be competitive. And I kind of find that interesting. Uh, I, I just hope they, they want to work together because if they don't want to work together, then we run into issues and we start saying like bullshit. And and, and what CM Punk did, I think, was really bullshit.
2: Uh, like for me, yes, yes, it was unprofessional. Um, so yeah, it is bullshit, just technically speaking. Like for me, like, I don't, I just feel like this story's been so overblown and maybe it was just a thing where like so many people, or so many of the, uh the teammates in the locker room have kept shit on the wraps. And this was the part where like, everybody's like, well, I need to tell, I need to tell my side on this now? Cause it seems like there's never, I don't think there's ever been a story like it's an AEW where was, like, everybody's like just dying to, to tell, you know, everybody that, uh, that, that writes in wrestling media, their little side of the thing. Like this is, I don't think <laughs> this ever really happened before. Um, I, like, I don't know if they felt like they were a part of history. Like, this was, like, the beginning of some Sean Brett shit, but, like, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. Like, they, they, like this is not the same as those two idiots working themselves to a shoot on an airplane trip, and then all of a sudden they find out that they really hate each other all along. Like, isn't it the same thing? But, um... Or whatever they were. I think it was on a plane trip when he decided to do this. I think... Was it, wasn't it Brett's idea?
1: <sighs> it escapes me at the moment.
2: Okay, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, for... Uh, i don't I don't know what to do with it like i I think like either either wrestle or don't, I don't care like there's plenty of people for you to wrestle if you want to wrestle with each other again, sure, like but like this page thing but this page thing as far as um if punk ever wrestles page again, like he has to win if if not, then the page be like no, I'm never wrestling him in he's me he's not gonna put me over do like basically like like what happened with with Brett and Sean like except don't get to the part where you're the champion, your contract's running out, and they screw you. Like, just, just like, he said he's never put me over, I believe you, so I never want to wrestle you again. No, thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, ironic, doing all that Bret Hart cap, but he's acting like Shawn Michaels. Who knew?
2: Um, yeah, it's, it's when, oh, he also likes Shawn, too. He loves Shawn, too. Just like, you know, the Young Bucks love Shawn, too. Like, it's, it's so weird, like... The the things that people take from being a Brett guy or a Sean guy, when like most people are usually both, or anyone's with some good good damn sense anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, now let's move on to uh, as CM Punk called it, the more important stuff. Uh, <laughs> Punk then moves on to, to John Moxley. He said he's been waiting. Uh, he, I think he says some lines. he's been waiting for John Moxley, and then he said John Moxley, who is uh, the third best guy in his unit which is reminiscent, uh, which is a certain pattern he has. Uh, then, for some reason, he threw shots at Kingston because, you know, Kingston loves to do work shoot shit, so I guess he threw them back at him, too. And he was like, Eddie Kingston, who's the third best Eddie I've ever shared a locker room with, the second best Kingston. These people are number one at anything. I fucking chuckled when he said, when he said that. <laughs> uh, Moxley comes out uh, and he gets heated. Like, Moxley, you know, does the whole part where he's like, you know, like, you're in your own world. Um,
1: yeah, Punk got to stop reading the, um, the 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 bad faith WWE Twitter accounts for for his material.
2: As far as the moxy, says so the Moxley thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's fair game, seeing as like they have to play in a part where like this isn't the first time we wrestled each other before, right?
1: Wouldn't it be more powerful if he says, like, you're the best guy in, in your units? But I, I don't know. That's I'm thinking like Chris Jericho. I'm thinking like Chris Jericho, where it's like, build your opponents up. Because if you beat them, it's like, oh, yeah, you beat the third best guy. Like, no, man. Say you beat the best guy.
2: Okay, so... Um, I think at this point, like, given how CM Punk works, seeing how, like, people like Ada Kingston work, seeing how people like MJF work in this company, they, they don't they don't have to do that, it, and it still somehow works and doesn't somehow bury the guys. I think we're just past that point where saying that kind of stuff, like, actually buries people at this point anymore. It doesn't matter. You just, you just sling mud indiscriminately, because that's what they do in AEW.
1: And it's like... You're, They've you're always done over, in AEW. You're putting over, like... Jericho's, like, the
2: only person that still follows these
1: rules. Like, you're putting over... Like WWE guys being better than this guy, like I'm sorry, man. Like that, that's that's lame.
2: Like everybody slings mud indiscriminately. I don't know why this is. A, why you're hanging up on this punk thing? Um. So like, are you at this point where like you're just done with punk? Like, do you want him to quit?
1: No, I don't want him to quit. But what do you want I him just to do? Wanted- I want his material to to be sharper like it feels like you thought this wasn't a great promo I think Moxley killed him
2: you thought this wasn't a great punk promo no I'm sorry we just gonna have to disagree bro I'm sorry like this was a killer promo he buried every he buried all of his enemies. Not, not even getting into the, the page thing. Like he set this dude up to come out here. They go face to face. And he, literally, he's turning or he's leaning heel because it's a face versus face uh, pr- uh, thing. And he's doing the job of I have to be the person because I'm the bigger star. I haven't been here. I need to lean heel. And like whether or not he intended to, like the Adam Page part part for a lot of people is going to be a part of the leaning heel part. But him coming out and him being a uh, just a jerk completely to Moxley. And then Moxie fires back. And then he talks about, like, I've been the hardest soul of this company. And then Punk says, All right, you've been hardest soul. I'll, well, this since you're gonna be that, I'll be the dollars and cents. Like, that's a line of him being a smarmy dick. Like, I think I he's doing that the job great. I, like so like I feel like and then they did, you know, uh Moxie then goes on and says, uh, that belt you have on your shoulder, it don't mean shit. And I was like, nah, I don't know about this one. And then he saved it by saying, like, this belt on my shoulder, it don't mean shit until I beat you. And then he throws the belts down. And and then he says, like, look, uh, at some point he talks about um, you've lost your edge, you lost your fighting spirit. And then he's basically daring him to, 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 to start to swing so they can start fighting. And then, you know, kisses him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Isn't that some play so- callback to like Effie, uh, Effie Mashie had or something <laughs> recently?
1: Told him, yeah. He was like, basically, you know, like let's let's keep it a stack. Like you came back because you were broke.
2: Yes, that was also that was a great line. That was a great line because like we don't know whether or not Punk is actually broke. Yeah, but the thing is like because like he's also notoriously cheap and he made a lot of money He was on top in WWE. But like at the same time, like, it, it why did he come back? Like for the love of the game, maybe. But, like, I feel like the check also helps the love of the game, right? Right. Um, So, like, then they start fighting, and then, like, I saw a, a, a video package, or, sorry, a video on... Uh, Twitter of somebody like putting in black and white and then showing them throwing their punches back and forth and then they put the the, the biscuit my way over the top of it and I fucking yeah.
1: because this was a this was a terrible brawl. Like,
2: bro, you know what's crazy? Bad. I feel like we're the only people that I feel like our group of people like the only people that like called it out for being flat out awful. It was, like, the Man. punches, the punches were, 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 they were whatever. But, like, the, the pull apart of, like, people getting in and then, like, separating them and then them getting free and then them trying to fight each other again, like, that part was awful. That part was horrendous. But, like, I saw people talk about, like, I think either Alvarez and Mouser were like, this was fantastic. I was like, really? I thought this <laughs> sucked. <laughs> like, they were, they, were more con- kept- they were more convincing throwing fake punches at each other than they were when they were trying to get away from, you know, People to try to get back at each other, try to kill each other because it it looked like it looked like
1: it looked like it went on a little bit too long.
2: It looked like the the separators weren't really trying to stop them, and it looked like uh like Punk and Moxie at points tried to like make it because of the lack of uh of aggression to stop them. They had to also slow down to make it be like, well, y'all supposed to try to be like, y'all aren't just like you know drill cones i can't just you know get you the fuck out of here with a with a club and a rip so you know it was it was uh it was strange but like it was hot the crowd loved it and then uh you know it went to the back um and i don't know if you want to flat you want to go down like aw uh chronologically but like later like a couple segments later they bring out tony niece with mark sterling
1: um, I, bro, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, like because like they don't do unadvertised matches on on AEW. So mm. I was like, "Uh, what's happening?" Oh, Mox,
2: <laughs> yeah, Mox so fucking clubs him
1: in the back of the head.
2: Mox, cl- Mox is, f- is clumsy. Fuck. <laughs> I don't, he didn't slow down enough. He just clobbers, uh, Niece. And then as he tries to clobber Niece, he tries to turn and get Sterling. And I don't know what happened, but he fucking fell on his ass. And it, 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 he got up immediately because he was embarrassed. And he knocks out, uh, or knocks down Sterling. He comes out to the ring and he says, I've had enough. Like, I want, I, I want this dude. And they do this and they do a pull apart again. And then, like, you know, going into the main event of the show, they announce, like, this mash that was. I don't think it was officially announced for All Out, but we all assumed it was going to be announced for All Out. It was kind of
1: implied for all. Yeah,
2: Out, it was. Impl- but, yeah, because yeah, it's just common sense. They say like this thing is too hot, to, too hot to handle. We're going to put it on uh, dynamite next week, which has led to like a lot of people that I think are otherwise smart to like think that like they're going to like CM Punk is leaving the company. Then you just hear Moxie say he's broke. He's not leaving the company.
1: <laughs> Man, no. There's just like, bro, like I, I'm convinced you sense. can say you can say anything about AEW on Twitter and somebody people believe it. To. Yeah, like it's
2: how do we get here? Like, well, I, people. I think it is like people have so desperate not desperately but people have like been annoyed at like the part where and this is also a weird thing with like you look at the people that are fans of AEW main mm-hmm. roster. And they used to get, and they used to always get upset when NXT wouldn't have stuff leaked for them, even though it's like, why would it leak? Like, and then like the same thing happened with AEW. So like they're always, so they're always like feels like people are being unfair to them, even though like it's the people that are working for a for for WWE roster that's telling these telling Meltzer and Alvarez all of this shit and other people. So like, be mad at the people that you're watching for not shutting their fucking mouths, but. Anyway, like, so they get this little morsel, and now that because they've gotten this they, this first little morsel, it has to be uh, a mountain. It can't be a molehill. And, like, I don't think necessarily a molehill either, but it answering in a mountain to me, it seems like normal things that happen in a competitive space where, like, you know, people can embarrass each other in public. Uh, so, like, for me, um, this thing happens. So now, like, they have... People have conflated that, like, because it started with this Hangman page thing, and, like, it ended with the Monty thing, that, like, they're somehow connected. And, like, for me, I'm like, nah. The the page, it, the page, like, how we just stopped off and put it in the park for a minute, like, that is its own thing. And then, like, this was the regularly scheduled program. Like, oh, this is supposed to happen. Like, right. I don't... So I don't know why people right. are acting like this is not changed. A match
1: was not is a- a match yeah. was not like like there there wasn't an imaginary blow up that happened and didn't get reported uh, backstage <laughs> that I I I can tell you I probably would have found out about. Um yeah. Uh Negra says I hate that all this is becoming a weird work shoot AW fan culture war. There was somebody that that was um Saying literally making up rumors like they were going to move dynamite to one hour and people believed them. Like what? Like it, it's just like it's just like foolishness. Uh, so the title match next week. Um CM Punk versus John Moxley. I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what they're going to do. Um usually I have a conspiracy, I have some type of uh you know, way I've worked it all out. I have nothing on this one, and it's like I don't think they're going sixty. Um,
2: I hope not, but <laughs> give, I don't they're draw. We know, like they'll they have no problem with like doing a match and then like having a rematch at later time. Like they've done it.
1: I before. think everyone's discounting that for some reason.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, you know, they they did the hour long rematch with, with with Hangman and and Danielson. Um, I'm trying to think. What a, uh, the you know? I understand that it was a big match at the time, because it was a it was a pay per view uh, tournament that set it up. But like they did Moxley versus pay, uh, Omega, which at the time was probably the biggest television match they ever gave gave away for free. They TV. did that on and when they did title change, and then they did the rematch later the next pay per view. Um, like
1: this, this is a company that does big matches on pay per view yeah. or on TV. Excuse me, uh, Kenny yeah. and, and Brian Danielson, right? Yeah. Young Bucks and FTR earlier this Two. year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I, you know.
1: CM Punk, MJF. Like right. It, they it, gave that it, away,
2: it, you know, weeks before. And they did it in Chicago and then and beat CM Punk in Chicago and then went to pay per view after they told like, the story of him getting back to it.
1: Yeah. And I don't smell malarkey on this one. Black Sabre Jr. was, I smell some malarkey on this punk mox match. I don't because. When do they give us
2: bullshit? Like right. they they give you a winner and a loser. Well, like it, typically, the, well, things. the only bullshit they've ever really given us is when was when the fucking dud happened. But that was out of their control. They they that, that wasn't on purpose. They tried to they tried to give us what they, like that was a technical or uh, mistake, a technical glitch. That wasn't on them. That wasn't what they planned to do.
1: Like as far as like you know, I I think it's a situation where they're like, all right. Uh, we're, we're throwing everything at the wall this summer. The numbers are kind of like just
2: stagnant, no matter what they do. Which just
1: is stagnant. Weird. So, sort of like, well, instead of just getting a pay per view match out of this, why don't we get a TV rating as well? So, seeing as how the business is based on TV, that's what I think they want to do. Similar to Thunder Rose and brit Baker be like, yo, we're going to get a TV rating out of this and we'll do the pay per view match. Uh, MJF and, and CM Punk, we're going to do a TV match. Try to get a rating out of it, and we're going to do the pay per view match. I think we're at the same uh, thing here. That's that's the yeah. only thing I've got yeah. on it.
2: The only thing is, I don't want to see CM Punk versus sixty minutes. Like I saw him work forty two minutes. Uh, I don't think I'm, they're going to go sixty. Like I, I don't know how to get. A, I don't know how to get out to get another re- to get a rematch at pay per view if they don't go sixty. Like how do they do it? Like how did how did they get out of it? You know what I mean like do you do the TV time thing where like you start you put them in the ring at like nine nine thirty and then you have them basically go like you know uh or you have them you send them to the ring and then they basically go like twenty five you know twenty minutes and then like your TV there's TV time remaining and then they, they just always have to go announce off
1: air? they always announce sixty minutes for these so th- I don't think they could do that they would have to get them in the ring like. 915 or something and say we will stay with this match you know as long as it takes and then um i don't think and i think they'll do a finish like before you know the the it goes off air but that's where i'm lost i don't know which way it goes
2: uh i mean there's talk a who, there's who, a bunch of creative finishes they could do to where like they, somebody would double some, pin i mean uh i would hate that uh, uh they could do it but i would hate that like Look, there are a number of finish uh, of of finishes that have happened over the time of pro wrestling where somebody wins, somebody loses, and you immediately want to see them have another rematch immediately. So it doesn't. So like, it doesn't need to be. So like, I'm I'm not saying that like they can't do it because there's plenty of them. I just can't think of one right now. But we we know that this has happened in history of pro wrestling where they come up with a finish where there's a winner, there's a loser. You immediately want to see a rematch and you find out who the actual better person was. So like, I'm not really. If they do that, I'm perfectly fine with that. I will got to tell you, I would like that a lot much more than an hour long broadway so yes it, so like go look go through all your your mid-south go through all your ecw go through all your crockett go look go through it find it i don't give me no 60 minutes out here tony do not do not give look i don't even call tony Khan, tony don't give me those 60 minutes tony give me like a, a 20 minute thing and get the fuck on i please. just hope
1: uh, CM Punk doesn't think it's 2004, and someone wants to see him go out there like Samoa Joe and wrestle for an hour and shit. Like I'm here to tell you, we do not.
2: And, and that's the thing, though, right? Like it's crazy. He's a. I mean, one would assume he's in a better shape than he was when he went 40 whatever minutes with with uh, with MJF, MJF earlier this year. Uh, and like you know, I don't remember what you thought of that match, but like I did not like that match nearly as much as everyone else did. But uh, same. But Same. people loved that match. And then they went out and they loved the, the you know the death match even more. So like Yeah, you know, I
1: like the death match way more than the, the regular match.
2: Yeah. So for me, like, you know, it, it so for like depending on so this is so basically what I'm getting at is like this is a my taste thing. Like Punk might be perfectly capable of going sixty minutes with, with the right person. And, and Moxley at this point at this stage with his wind, he he is good enough to go sixty minutes um at this point. I just don't want to see it because it's 60 minutes in um, ain't, you know, Will Ospreay or Okada or Obushi or Omega or Takeshita or somebody that's out of this world outstanding as a professional wrestler. Like, so that, that's just kind of my, you know, snobbiness, but um, you know, like, and I, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing why I didn't like, um, why I don't really love these uh, blood and gusset they do because they go so damn long. So, yeah, that's, that's more of a me thing than actually like if it'll be good to most people that watch it. That's all ultimately what matters. Like most people that watched it liked it, then it's a win.
1: We had a two out of three falls match. Brian Danielson defeating Daniel Garcia two to one. This was excellent. Um, I like this match way more than the first one, quite frankly, because <laughs> they, they didn't really have to do the uh, the fake fake concussion uh stuff uh i thought this was uh a little bit more like on the 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 good technical wrestling not the not the boring one um and this was like a, a like very hard fought there are some people that are talking this up as a match of the year of the i'm blind. not like i'm not there with them uh but this was like a great match with an almost even
2: better post match um I gave this somewhere in the low fours, so I thought this was a great match. Uh, I did like this more than their first match, and I thought that like the way that um Danielson sold <laughs> Drain Damage, if you will. Um, I thought that like it was more effective for me than the first match where like he's just Oh, he's He's he he's concussed and he's fighting you know just completely just out of it and he came back too soon he has post post con, concussion issues um, so like I, I felt like he his selling was more uh, was better was more uh, on point for me uh, but yeah like I, I really enjoyed this match I thought it was really good um, but you know like that's kind of what Danglison is like he's basically like a walking four and a quarter anytime you, anytime he you start, you know you give him a a decent runtime so like. It's really hard to at this point to discern some of these or uh, like in the, or separ- separate separate some of these performances from any other ones. Like I thought that um, I, I did like the two out of three falls format, but like um, I would like to see him do this with somebody that's a bigger star than Garcia. Not to say that Garcia wasn't up for uh, was up to the task. I say he's not great because he is. Um, I just I the two out of three falls thing. I would have liked to see, I would like to see that at some point, um, in a singles format, like maybe even not with Danielson, like with two heated rivals, if you will, um, in AEW. like, I I think that, you know, that, that kind of thing like sets up for like just great build. And like, I mean, we've seen Danielson have a great two out of three falls match for him and Sheamus 2012. So he's, he seems to have mastered this, this particular, um, um stipulation but like yeah it was a really good match and um yeah uh the post match
1: jericho's on commentary the whole time uh essentially putting over garcia uh garcia's you know kind of winning the crowd over um throughout the match uh sir sam shot to him he put out an excellent tweet thread that i believe even caught the eye of tk if i'm not mistaken uh, at the end they started uh chanting you're a wrestler uh kind of debuting a new chant here um, and in organic fashion and James like this this small cult and secret club of AEW fans just just all together just started chanting the same thing it's like they they understood like what what was being gone for here um, like when Chris Jericho rested the ring and uh, he jumps on Danielson and Garcia pulls uh, Jericho off Jericho fires on him essentially and they want to see him in you know the the wrestlers unit um and this yes they a- want to see
2: him in queen's quest
1: <laughs> yes all all five six thousand people in west virginia yes all 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 going for queen's quest but um yeah they start chanting you're a wrestler at him and it's like this whole thing like where uh, at least uh, Jericho and Garcia are going to be facing off next week in the in the ring, and Jericho's going to try to get some clarification. He said, "You know that man was in, in the ring essentially, he you know, got his bell rung. You know, uh, he, he ain't thinking straight. So we we need to get to the bottom of this." Um,
2: personally, good. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, in a way, it reminds me of like when uh, a few years ago, when like the word that came out that uh, <laughs> that uh, when word got to LeBron that uh, Durant had said that, like the whole situation and all the media stuff around LeBron, and not necessarily not necessarily LeBron, but around toxic LeBron environment. was toxic, which is ironic in retrospect. But uh, yeah. like, but he said that whole that whole situation and the whole media circus around LeBron because he's large in life is is toxic. And like LeBron, when he first heard that, he was like, no. Nah. I'm not going to talk on that until I see the quotes or whatever else. Cause he was like, you know, that's a dude that he's friends with. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to give him a screw. He didn't want to fire on that man when there wasn't no need to fire on him. But like, this is the same thing with Jericho. Jericho's like, all right, I, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna go back and give you some time. We gonna get this. We gonna get some get this shit to the bottom of this. Get everything completely understood before anybody says or does anything that other one will regret. And so I, I thought that he was you know it's a good heel tactic to kind of you know walk it back and say that we'll give it time to breathe and let people think about it. But um, yeah, like you know I really enjoy the Jericho and every fact she's been in AEW having an eventual State of the Union address type of thing. We're like we need to find out what how we're doing right now as a whole. Like how does how do we handle as a unit, how do we figure out how to, you know, what's best for everybody? Like, he did this inner circle, he's doing it now. I, I, I enjoy these actually.
1: Yeah. Um, I find Garcia so much more entertaining in the Jericho unit than putting him into uh Blackpool Combat Club, where he's like, you know, I don't know what number. Um, he'd be, he he'd be <laughs>
2: at the highest four,
1: right? And then, like, you know, instead of fighting Wheeler, you to like. I, I like I was watching the ROH pay per view and I'm like, I don't know how you watch that video package, then see that match and be like, they need to team up. No, they need to fight,
2: but unless they're gonna be the tag champs. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. So
1: um we'll see where it goes, but uh, you know, I can't I can't quite put it put it away if Garcia's just being like, you know what? Nah, we we go we gonna we gonna we gon fuck Danielson here at this pay per view. Um and, you know, keep whatever going. But um what else do we have on this show here? Um, Jericho Town
2: Hall. Yeah, that's another good one.
1: Yep. Uh, they did. uh Swerve and Private Party were backstage. They're going to face off on Rampage for the tag belts. Private Party was proud to be number five. Uh, but Swerve said they're never going to lose them belts. Uh, and Lee says they're going to send them back down the ladder. We got the aforementioned Tony Nese uh, segment with the second pull apart from Moxley and Punk. They announced uh, that title match. Uh, and then Claudio Casanoli picks up John Moxley like a child, um, which was fucking hilarious. I'm like, how strong is this guy?
2: Like- <laughs> very. The answer is very. Uh, so to say, I'm mean, here to say it like... Uh, basically saying that like uh they could do uh factions within uh bcc and i gotta tell you
1: so it's really if, the nwo now good any,
2: god not even that <laughs> but but like, anytime you do separate factions inside of a, a sub or sub factions inside of a faction or co-faction side of the factions those factions will not last long like yeah yeah like whether it's whether it's whether it's the, whether it's the wolf pack in hollywood nwo whether it's uh eventually when we get to this house of torture in bullet club shit or the elite in bullet club shit or or if you even get to the cosmic angels and stars eventually once you once you start up different llc's you're breaking the fuck up it's happening you're splitting money like you're it's it's, go, it's always gonna go bad like always 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 know that once you start up separate gangs inside of gangs them gangs don't become sub gangs and split. it's split it's how it goes in pro wrestling um
1: we had Ricky Steamboat walking up on Jazz, which was great. Um, Steamboat was there because uh, it was House of the Dragon after all. Yes. Um he basically said Garcia's coming into his own and he thinks he doesn't need Jericho. Danielson to be a better mentor for him. Uh then Jericho Menard walked off, but uh Angelo Parker stayed back. Thought I thought he was gonna pull the blade on Steamboat, he didn't, but Steamboat caught back and hit him with that with that big chop. And he sold and flew off screen. I mean, you know how bad I, it would
2: have gone for him if he had pulled out the the, the 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 hair blade and like had had Steamboat thinking it was actually a real blade. He would have really hurt that man.
1: Like I don't think uh, Steamboat was going to try to figure out the difference, uh, right? Between-
2: <laughs> Ain't no discerning. They mean, oh no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I, I am. Let me tell you what I'm. What, so let me tell you what Steamboat not doing. And I'm, I'm talking. This, if I am Steamboat, talking to third person. Let me tell you what Steamboat's not doing. Dying. (laughs) Gave me a stabbing in West Virginia. It's not happening. (laughs) not happening. I'm I'm taking you out. It's happening. You're getting shot to death. To death.
1: So we got a gun club against Farsi Blondes. This is very fast. 45 seconds uh, almost for the win. After the match, Billy said he was proud of his boys. They all hugged. And then uh, Stokely Hathaway appeared on the ramp. He gave uh, Austin and Colton uh, the cue. Essentially, and Austin and Colton beat their own father up uh, on, on national television, and man,
2: that was uh, a historic moment.
1: Yeah, An historic like, moment. How, like how long they've been waiting to, to whoop Billy one of these days?
2: in a number in a number of places in a number of households, they became top stars that and top baby faces were beating up their dad. You know how many people hate their dads? Yeah. <laughs> well well, yeah 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 but yeah 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 i think i think i think that comes yeah yeah so anyway let's move on before we uh not want too much personal information about each other but (laughs) yeah like hey man like oh the acclaim ran out yes the acclaim made the save (sighs) or this was outstanding this is the dumbest fucking thing that has any pathos I've ever seen that people absolutely love. This is the dumbest... Go- it is Billy Gunn, the one, Mr. Ass, a smoking gun. Yes. And this man, who who literally...
1: Brother of Bart.
2: Who literally, all he is doing is being a fucking like 17-year-old or not. That's too this much. A 14-year-old f- with the acclaimed when they're doing like they're doing scissoring and all that shit. and, and people love it so much and like he he chose originally he likes his, his 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 newfound kids more than he does his real kids. His real kids are like, dad you suck, like you 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 like these motherfuckers more than me so fuck you. He gets his ass kicked one time and then, like, the people that he turned his back on who were his, like, his, you know, he likes more than his actual kids come and make the save. And everybody's like, this is the greatest moment ever. And I'm like, this is so dumb, but they're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is so yes. stupid and
0: it works.
1: Lotharo Negro, the dad that stepped up, Billy Gunn. <laughs> um, I saw this and I was like, I can't believe this. Why? Because, like, I was like, all right, um, I don't see what w- w- what point there is in putting Billy Gunn with the acclaim, but we're here now, so um, I, the acclaim seemed like they're getting kind of hot. I feel like they're getting a tag title match soon.
2: I don't know if I said this when they first did the split before the trash dumpster match, but I was like. Yeah, man, it would have made more sense because, like, it don't seem like the Gun Brothers are gonna go nowhere, really, and like they claim hot and they're really they getting out over off this strength of doing all this stupid scissoring shit for Billy gun, and then lo and behold, like that was a plan all along. Like, this is this is so fucking stupid, and it worked, and it right, it, and it deserves to work. This was great, but dumb at the same time. Like, I just, I, like I'm almost embarrassed at all how much I enjoyed this. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I can't get a good face, you know? Be like, "Hey, did you see this one movie?" Like, you yeah. can't be proud of this. Yeah, like, yeah, like, hey, did you see that one movie? Yeah, I saw. How do you think of it? This had a third go back and forth for like three minutes and be like, "Hey, uh, so what else you watching?" Oh yeah, well I got this thing on, on AEW. Like, you remember Billy Gunn? Yeah, Mister <laughs> Ass. Yeah, what about him? He's doing this. He's doing what? He's still alive, right? Like you
1: got to start there. Like you got to work through a lot of layers. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah he's
2: even more jacked He's even more Jack today than he was back then. Back then he was huge. I know. And the Russell's smaller now. And so I, th- this whole thing, like, how the fuck did Tony Khan get Billy Gunn over in two thousand twenty
1: two? Best Booker and promoter of the year, Tony Khan. Cruising once again.
2: Bro, what year was it? Was it 2017, 2016 when he was out there with Tanahashi? People fucking hated his guts. What year was 16, that?
1: 2016.
2: thousand sixteen. Sixteen. No, it was 2017. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, because that was the first Lone Beach shows, right?
1: Yep. It was like, yeah. what are you doing here?
2: Right. Right. Look how far we've came in five years, Rich.
1: <laughs> Taking where Gato's gone wrong <laughs> and fixing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in the opposite end of that. I don't know what they're doing with the with the uh, with the team that um, uh, Stokely has assembled. I don't know what this team is, <laughs> bro. I told you <laughs> this unit. I am not. It's it, so it's standard like a, conditions. This is like a. It's a whole bunch of like sixes and sevens. We playing spades. All
1: right, you're gonna have to get somebody. Somebody, please. Um, Jay's all Negro. he got. Uh Lotharo Negro says, Can Tony Khan get evil over? There may be limits to even his greatness.
2: Uh, Look, I mean the first start would be to get rid of the bullshit.
1: But and you like, know. hey, we're turning you babyface. So uh and we're taking your group away, and you're gonna try. They can start
2: there. Yeah. Like forget <laughs> trying to save evil. Can we save show? It ain't too late for show. It's not. It's. Too, I think it's too late for evil.
1: What else we got? Oh, um, video recap. Lethal Dutt. Da-
2: oh, hold on, hold on. Sizzle me daddy greater than too sweet me. <laughs> oh, uh, my God.
1: So they had a video recap. It was Lethal Dutt and Saddam Singh. Yeah, basically, um, sets up a... Trios match at the pay per view: FTR and Warlow against Lethal, Dutt, and Satnam
2: Singh. Um, what do you think about this? Um, I wish FTR was doing something else. Um, I wish Warlow was doing like a singles match again with Lethal, but they wanted to put um they wanted to do the trio thing. I feel like there's cooler things. Either, uh, you know, Lethal, Warlow. Or um, FTR could be doing but they decided to do this and then like it also illustrates it like oh yeah like they could have done FTR and Warlow and put them in the um, Trials uh, division for the tournament but instead we got Trustbusters which is like okay like so like it's not as bad but like it like it's stuff that kind of like I, I feel like it's a bunch of suboptimal stuff going on so it makes me not think it's bad but it's not necessarily bad you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah
1: um i don't know if you put them in the tournament i don't know who you have them lose to both of them have like tons of championships on already um
2: well have ftr lose to a t- or have have bald or hair take a, or take a pin to whoever you want to win and then like have the pin lead to a title match where ftr just gets the wins back in a in a 3 you know in a you know whichever version of the tag titles they have they're going to defend for Like, that seems like a simple out for that.
1: Have you considered these people don't want to work together?
2: Out of like eight eight, or seven other teams? Well, I I don't
1: think I would put them in the finals. Like, I I think you would have to have them lose before the finals, especially if the elite's in there and maybe there's like Young Bucks, FTR stuff you want to protect or keep separate one of the two.
2: Well, I, I don't mean like something. I don't, I didn't mean like they have to get to the finals just so they have something to do on pay-per-view, but like put them in there and then like hell it lose in the semis to whoever's going to make it to the finals. Um, and then you like, let's say, I mean, I don't think he would, uh, I don't know, silver and Reynolds or uh, I'd have to look at the card. Like who, who would be in place of trust buster, but like, or best friends, right? Have, have Trent pin hair and then have uh, Trent and Chucky T face FTR like in five weeks or whatever, four weeks on TV and just have them get their win back. Like, I feel like there's a simple television or simple storytelling.
1: Um, what else we have? Jungle boy speaks. Um, this was a struggle. This was not as good as his, um, original promo and that he crowd. cut on pretty Christian. Was,
2: yeah. He also got it
1: He did. Yeah. Um, he said, it he's not a lot. Like to- he was
2: happy about it either.
1: He was like, "Ah,
2: oh, fuck, like, <laughs>
1: like one of those." Um, he said he's not allowed to wear that shirt uh, that he had anymore. He said Christian's a pussy, um, but he's nailed that. That shirt nails it on the head. He's tried to hit Christian a million times, uh, but Christian's done absolutely nothing in return. Jungle Boy challenged him to a match it all out. Christian came out and said no. Um, he said, "You know, he's proud of Jungle Boy, and he's actually speaking for once." I uh, thought he was a mute. Um, <laughs> Christian said uh, they both said things they didn't mean they want to fix he wants to fix things uh, he wants to go on another run with Jungle Boy and basically take him to the promised land and win the singles title At the end of the day we're family I love you uh, you're like a son to me uh, please come back home <laughs> Jungle Boy acted like he was going to give Christian a hug but then uh, tackled him and, he had double legged him Yeah, and,
2: and started striking I like this brawl more than the CM Punk John Michley brawl, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know it was like wow. So this is the third like time geeks have assembled to break up a fight. Uh, like I was like, oh, this is definitely like the 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 bill pay per view show that like AEW does. You know, like they'll they'll shoot like a bunch of those type of things where like it's extra stuff going on like a couple weeks out. Um, whether it's two or is, is is it normally two weeks out or three weeks out for them when they normally do it? It feels like a two or three week thing. With, like with it's always like a, just ahead of time. Uh, Jungle Boy gets the better of him, stomps yeah. his, um, you know, stomps his
1: hand or his arm into the steel steps or something like. Yeah, that. he,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, he injured his uh, arm, elbow area with like using the steps. Yeah, I think he like stomped on it like a double foot stomp.
1: They set up a Dax versus Jay Lethal match next week. Dax said he's the best wrestler in the world, which Drew chuckles. Um, at I don't want to give my address away, but. Um, they are gonna settle it next week. Uh and imagine, imagine saying this shit on the same day as the G1 final. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was it was hours away. Hours it was hours, hours, it was hours before. Um, no, the final was on Thursday. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yeah but either yeah. but either way, Osprey Osprey and Match was fucking incredible. So like on the semifinal, so it didn't matter.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tony Storm took on Kylan King. Kind of enjoyed this one here. Kylan King is someone I always like seeing pop up. Hopefully they keep her around. Um, Tony Storm got the win. She continues to gain pole position. She's the number one contender to announce her and Thunder Rosa for the pay-per-view. Whether it stays that way, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I'll add someone else to the match. Um, But it seems like they're getting ready to belt Tony Storm up.
2: Uh, I mean... It would seem like that would be the time to do it. Otherwise, like why would you send her up? Send her out there to, to take another L. Um, yeah, um, I I felt a weird vibe. Like we like we mentioned. I don't know how you felt about it. Like watching Rampage today. Um, like Britt is still hovering over all this, and it's like, all right, so I was she's facing Colin I was, King. Yeah, and it's like how? Maybe it's gonna, a four-way. Maybe it's a three-way. How is Brick going to? That's what I'm getting at, Like, how is Brick going to weave her way into this? So it's not like the same match as Tony or Tony Khan really like doing rematches like that. Um That's that soon anyway for a title. So, I feel like
1: I feel yeah. like someone's getting added to this, and whether it's Britt, whether it's uh, once I saw Broadway. the rampage thing
2: and she's still hanging on, I was like, hmm. because it's like you know we kind of thought that, like it seemed like they were doing like the tag team thing, but like the way the way she's still on this is like this isn't just a tag team thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she might fuck around when that bitch
2: back. Like <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: so they went over the lineups for rampage uh, and all that. We'll get through it when we cover rampage, but it was time. And for the main event. Yes, it was time for the main event indeed. And I, I just got to got to do it, man. Um like, well, first, before we do that, um, we had a great entrance from uh, LFI uh, with Roosh, Dragon Lee and um, Andrade. This first time Dragon Lee has been in AW. Very cool to see him came on to White Gear uh um, looking larger he, than life indeed larger than life uh all these guys uh, you know dressed to the nines you know suited and booted uh and i'm gonna give them their props a lot uh later on in this but then we got the young bucks coming out big reaction for these guys uh they're kind of you know everyone's the building's kind of shaking and then all of a sudden man like they hand Justin Roberts the, this index card full of information, and Justin Roberts launches into action. He starts reeling that shit off like you know uh, former never six six man open champion, former KOD six man champion, uh, you know the North Carolina gag, and then all of a sudden the music hit, and then the building came unglued. Rich Latta came unglued. I was yelling let's go into my phone and my audio messages. Uh, I was losing my mind uh, as I heard the battle cry for the first time in over shit ten months at this point. Uh it's been a long time since we got to see Kenny Omega Wrestle and my God was I thrilled to see him. And it was just um just such a great, great uh entrance and very happy to see him. Crowd goes nuts comes out wearing a black jacket and he has like this black thing on. i'm like what the fuck is he wearing and i'm like all right whatever he'll take it off when he gets the ring uh don comes out happy to see don uh michael nakazawa was out there haven't seen him in a while um and then this was like he can't he wait you said larger, nakazawa was there yeah nakazawa was there was that
2: the person that came out behind like callus and omega yeah i couldn't make out who that was okay okay yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, Kenny was larger than life here. Was um,
2: it, Wait, not because I would just come out to the entrance to the ramp and go away after that? I never saw him again, I don't think.
1: I think he was at ringside.
2: I never saw him. I think he was at ringside. Yeah. I must have just missed I it. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking too much of like, because like, Omega comes down, as you mentioned, he's wearing, like, the the black long jacket, which, and then he wore, like, he's wearing, like, a black, you know, compression shirt the whole time, and then he has, like, the, uh, like, the shoulder harnessing over the top for people that have, like, bad shoulders, and, like, I see all the black on, I'm like, I feel like this is an angler going on, and I was like, and I was like, bro, is he about to turn on the Young Bugs? I don't want to see that shit. Luckily, that wasn't the case. Uh, but yeah, I continue on, because I was like, oh, no, he's came out, he came out in all black,
1: Bro, you said you that know. shit, and I heard that shit. I was like, no,
2: don't, don't. I <laughs> didn't want to say that shit neither. I was like, no, I was like, bro, don't blow me. Don't, don't tell me after like ten months of this man being gone, I gotta boo him immediately again. Like, no, nah, man. Like, get, get, get turn that shit over with. Like, I'm sorry. Bro. Like, I, I know. Look, I know he was evil before. I know he's done nothing to redeem himself, or whatever else. But like, same thing with the Chopper thing back in uh 2019. Bro. Like, yeah, you broke. Look, you broke your neck. You came back. Happy to see you. I'm sorry. I know you were a bastard then, but like, you weren't. This is a bad hair you was dealt, and I'm glad you're back. I'm sorry, I don't want to boo you. I'm sorry, I just don't.
1: They um immediately like like Callis joins Ross on commentary, and then Ross just is miserable the the whole match, and Don had to keep like essentially like they was treating him like it was like yo know, like Ross wasn't in like hey they're they're good guys now Jim you kind of want to put them over a little bit, but um this whole thing kicked off. Uh, like kenny comes out uh he's got the uh the the gear on and then he has this match um w- with these guys and this is the next chapter of greatness of kenny omega playing these people like fiddles throughout this match um that <laughs> like everyone's just freaking out like whether it's the safety police whether there's people that that think the evil big bad Tony Khan is forcing him to get in a ring too early. He's uh, hitting moves. He's hitting his like as you can't escape stuff um, and falling and acting like he on purpose. His footing. Yes, he hits the it whole his,
2: time. It was on purpose, and I was like, the whole like in his own corner. Yeah, to his own corner. when People are there. Like yeah, like it's like he never. He normally does it to a neutral corner in tag yeah. matches. So. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe it's because I'm rustling there and I think too much about, like, where shit happens in spots or whatever else. Like, but you wouldn't do that that area. Like, yeah, it's, too, it's too big a risk that, like, one of the young bucks aren't paying attention and their, foot or, their feet or hands are, like, on the rope and he'll fuck around and hit somebody or fuck something up. Like, nah. You, so, whatever. But, yeah, like, he clearly fell until he laughed. And that also tells a part of the story of, like, the dude is super rusty and he's trying to work it off over the weeks coming. But, like... I I don't know like I, I saw I didn't see much of the of that but what I did see was like people were freaking out over the the, the uh the Dragon Lee uh oh, die that
1: that's that's another one oh no there's another Dragon Lee portion too like uh yes I when I saw him do that portion like with the with the, taking a dive from dragon lee i was like oh he's 100 he's all the way like cleared and then he would do certain things between sequences between like the the times where he was working you where he would be like lightning speed like 100 like as as crisp as he ever was And i'm like okay like he's yeah. doing the stuff between the moves where you know like he's fine everybody yeah, he, he also it's did okay part,
2: they also did the part where like uh he starts to or he uh <laughs> He's his first time in the match. He tags out and then immediately gets tagged back in, and like he makes his face like, "You tag me right back in immediately." I'm kind of tired. Like that was all a part of what he was doing.
1: He was holding his his stomach and his ribs, like he was exhausted. Uh, you know, and also selling the hernia injury,
2: the hernia yeah, surgery. or man. whatever.
1: Yeah, it, uh, this is a masterclass. And, like, and
2: don't get me wrong, like, uh. Like, when people have, you know, those kind of things and you, and you hold on to it, like, he did a really good job of selling, I just think the part where it's like, we think that Hollywood, we kind of feel like it's going to take a, a whole, whole, whole lot for us to think, like, he's back too early and all that kind of stuff or whatever else. Like, you know, like, I, I mean, I, quite frankly, I saw it on Thursday with uh, Osprey in his neck, right? So, like, you you, you can do it, you just got to be really damn good at it, but, like, his first match back and is like, it's just a trios match. Like in the first round of a tournament, I don't think he's out here like, you know, really overextending himself to that extent, but whatever. Um, And
1: I I think he's going to lose a piece of armor through every round, essentially. And then by the time, you know, it's, it's the championship or whatever, he rips that fucking thing off. Everyone goes crazy. They see like, he's in phenomenal shape. Uh, I don't know if if people notice, like it looked like he had some more size up top, and he looks like he's been hitting the squats like a madman. Uh, lots of comments in, in the uh, chat right now. Uh, Sir Sam, this is such a godly presentation of Kenny. Kenny comes back and his selling is so fucking good. These dudes are concerned. Like he's really not ready to be back. LMAO, Retrogram, when he finally hits a Terminator dive in the finals, greater than a moment. I know that, boy, Osprey hitting the one wing angels, Um, <laughs> or I know that he's hitting Osprey with the one wing angel after Osprey failed in the G1 finals.
2: We'll get to all um, the Osprey AEW yeah. stuff
1: uh in in a few minutes. Don't, don't, uh, please J- believe it. Yeah. James Brownayo. uh, when Osprey takes the shoot, uh takes a shoot like V trigger next round. Um <laughs> he has a dump truck at the back. Boy's been hitting that gym from Sir Sam retrogram. Don Callis is a babyface now. Jim Ross was being such a dick to him. JR was on some bullshit. Retrograms. Jarrell was thing. on some bullshit.
2: I, I take I, I'll take y'all word for it. <laughs> I got to tell y'all, like when Don Callis shows up a commentary, I tune out everything. I don't care. Like he, nope. I, I there's look Don Callis calling all the wrestlers in the world aside from Kenny Omega is a damn good commentator. When he calls Kenny Omega, it grates the fuck out of me. I don't care, so I just tune out. I've tuned out for for over a year now at this point. So I so for me like. I, I don't know what was said, like it, like like Jim Ross and Don Callis at this point in the stage of the game with like three luchadores in the ring. Oh no, thank you. I don't. I don't know, I don't want to hear nothing. Nothing they got to say. Nothing. Nothing. Sorry.
1: So Nakazawa had a super tight pole in the headset. Uh, Nakazawa was at ringside, hyping it up, like hyping up the crowd. Like it was a starter match. Uh, James Brown Wild. The amount of people who didn't get that he missed the you can't escape on purpose pissed him off low key. Uh Graham says it's the same dumbasses that thought Brian was concussed when he was back. Plus the elite haters. He was Sir, Sir Sam. He was hitting everything perfect at the top speed. Then he'd fluff something. Uh, black Sabers jr came to that Instagram and those Dragons like it was 2016 again kenny was selling everything he got surgery on yeah this is like the the comment section is yeah. is, is going this, this nuts is funny. right now
2: not I was, like you mentioned it not I was ring so hyped up like a crowd at the crowd like a starter match yeah i heard banging on the mat like like coach like, like kogo
1: <laughs> nick so, and hey, Rich, nick, number, nick jackson and all okay. good
2: what number did ron tests test wear for the lakers
1: 37
2: I'm I'm glad I remember that. So, do we, we just start calling her on our test from here on out? <laughs> and move on. Right? Right? No. Yes. Okay.
1: Um but Nick Jackson and Dragon Lee were great together. No no shock yeah. there. Um this was a Rudos versus Technicos match. Um yeah. these guys
2: Well, well spent- whoa, 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 whoa. two of them Berudos in one state of technico Technical and then eventually he paid for staying in technico. But yeah.
1: yeah. Like they were setting up the elite for everything. This was a shine job. And then like they let Dragon League do like some cool stuff at the end. But like this was a very underrated performance that they won't exactly get a lot of credit for, I think, just because the elite's doing all the flash moves. They're doing, you know, all the 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 stuff with Kenny is like swallowing the room. Uh the Bucks are just, you know, Doing the book highlight reel essentially, but um, yeah, these guys were excellent in this match. Yeah. Uh, I, I we, think the we, only one that
2: really shined was Dragon <coughs> Lee, but that's because he was in there for so much of the stuff. Yep,
1: he does that sick dive, they don't move, um, the it's people don't of- move because they don't know what's coming.
2: Look, <laughs> y- yeah, because and that's the thing, right? Like, and I was saying, um, to other uh, in the thread, I was like, look, man, like you know, like Dragon Lee and like. Dragon Lee and Haruma, like that is my juniors' feud. Like that is that is that is the James Boy. That is James Boy for wrestling, right? So like, if I were there, <sighs> and I see the moving in the fucking thing, and they put Kenny Omega on there, I'm look, I'm like, hey, bro, he's diving. Get the fuck out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. So like, I see it coming. It happens. Like I see. You know, luckily, you know, he didn't wipe out too many people. I think they also moved the gate a little, a little closer so that, like, they didn't, you know, he didn't go too far. And then they wouldn't land on, like, fans. Um, I think, like, a leg landed on one of the fans or whatever else, which does suck. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, But, like, the man conservative people was, like, they had never seen it, like, obviously, even if you've done it a million times, still dangerous. Same thing with Darby, right? But um, he's done that a lot. And he's done that like in places where like there's also no give, there's no format uh, at places that he's done this at. So like I wasn't really much concerned for him outside of the part where it's like you, you're you're putting you're putting hell on your bump car kid. But but um but yeah, like people like people had never seen it before, uh or never seen it before, and they were they, they were unacquainted and they were horrified. And I was like, I'm kind of numb to it. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot. That's why I love him. That's why it was
1: really cool.
2: Yeah. Look, look. Don't get me wrong. It's absolutely, it's absolutely. You know, Peligroso, peligro, all that, brutal, all that. But um, yeah. Like I, I just, you know, it's like when I see like women wrestlers doing shoot headbutts, Like I, I, I went to say, damn, you shouldn't do that. But at the same time, like I'm not like you know, if I was when I first saw like Shibata or not Shibata, yeah, Shibata and Ishi doing it. You know, you know, on Russell Kingdom, I was like, what the fuck is this? um it's a little different like i'm kind of you know i've 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 gotten numb to some of the most dangerous things in. professional wrestling yeah uh but yeah but, like it, you know uh what was the finish lonely angel uh, right
1: yeah v trigger that people thought dragon lee was knocked out which he was not yeah
2: it was like <laughs> and it then, was, uh, who did he do that to in the g1 that one year was it evil evil yeah
1: and then he um uh, puts put them on the shoulders one wing angel and the elite move on and they'll be facing the winner of Death Triangle and uh, United Empire that's going to be a great match as well Um,
2: yeah they set it up, they yep. put it all in motion I, yep. and I, peep, I peeped all this shit like hours we, we before get to the it. show yep. we'll get to it god it's going to be great this was it's, great,
1: it's, this, this was an awesome match all,
2: this, this plus what we're going to talk about in like 15 minutes or whatever, yeah Yep. Uh, all great uh, I did not
1: have to be physically restrained I didn't give him five stars <laughs> but um, I was really fucking good
2: I didn't even think happy. about giving it a match rating but I thought it, I'd probably give it somewhere like four and a quarter I thought it was great uh, I thought it was also I was rushed thinking. I was also very rushed Um, like after the match Uh, I don't know, like, it were rushing, because they they apparently were cut short on time because stuff went over and it might have been the extra time taken away from CM Punk to shoot on at a page, I don't know, whatever, maybe it was like the third time they had to run out geeks, stop fighting, I don't know, but, um, Andrade and, and Dragon Lee's brother fucking turned on, Track
1: and they unmask him, DDT him. Well, it, was he
2: unmasking on purpose or was it? Because it seemed like he, he they hit the the move and then like the mask came off during the move. Like it was oh, like I was thought they
1: purpose. they took them they took the mask they they loosened the mask uh, and they gave him the you know
2: okay and it came the off after there the, the the effect okay I got gotcha. you okay yeah uh, so so yeah man it was um really good match r- r- great show. Yeah, um, excellent show. show. One of the, yeah. one of
1: the best dynamites of all time, and I feel like we've yeah. been saying that a lot lately, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Besides that, um, rampage
2: um, on Friday. <clears throat> I actually watched this now, today. This is um, I watched it today as well. <clears throat> Did you watch it because oh, I was watching it. And you felt no. guilty that I watched it.
1: Well, yeah, I wanted to make sure I, I saw it just in case. You know, why? Well, I, I definitely wanted to watch Trustbusters. And um, <laughs> oh my
2: fucking god you um, such a goddamn gimmick <laughs> no. Why are you always falling shit to, 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 to kind of rally behind What is wrong with you man
1: oh, I had to see the, the title match Also you know <laughs> Um so we we open with Claudio Casanoli speaking, uh, cutting a promo basically how he achieved the big one, and he's you know sending out an open challenge. And then comes Dustin Rhodes uh, out, who they pulled out of mothballs. Uh, Says he's got a long history with Claudio C- uh He wants to win the big one, just kind of like how Claudio did. He wants to win his first world title. Challenges him for the always title this week coming on Rampage, um, and. Claudio basically says you've been on the best run of your career and um, you know uh, it, the whole they're basically setting up a match for next week so
2: yeah uh, I'm into it I like this I mean obviously like because of the matchup it's just a great matchup but also like I like the nice little story of like you were one of the better talents in of your generation I was one of the better talents of my generation you were able to actually become a world champion I have yet to do it like I you know you were able to answer some doubts and reach that thing. I kind of want I kind of want that even at the expense of you. And then like, they also did that in front of uh steamboat. So that was cool. Yeah. I, like, like it was a nice little simple story. And like, you know, if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't, but either way, like they're going to have a really good fucking match.
1: So we got the world tag team championship, swerving our glory, Keith Lee and swerve, swerve his the AB put that shit on during his entrance you know, um, and they're taking on private party uh private party comes out um they are uh they basically have this match, and I think this is a match designed to do one thing, and it was to get over the j m l driver this is the first time he did it in a w uh this gave swerve like uh, the kick out of the, of the uh of the kick uh I, I house calls the house call yeah or the ego ego slide now um he got his main finish now uh, was JML, and they looked very dominant in this match.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't help but feel that, like, um, Private Party, going back to kind of where they were before, um, like, the Hardy family office and the Andrade family office, like, they're just basically, like, just go, they just just right back to where they were in, like, basically, like, beginning of 2020. And, um, they feel cold, uh, like like it, the reaction didn't feel like it was there with the crowd. Um, but it was a it was a decent little match. Um, and as you mentioned, like it, the whole thing was set up like a bigger move for um, Swerve a bigger finisher for Swerve with the uh, JML driver or Peach Bomb whatever the hell whoever had it first. It was jam like I don't know. It's basically the same moves, not the same move, it's the same, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's a. Uh, Oh no, it's Do we know who they're facing in pay-per-view?
1: It has not been announced, but I think it's gonna be the acclaimed.
2: Okay. Okay. They can make some work with that.
1: that really so So um after that, uh Powerhouse Hobbs walks in on QC in the factory, they're playing cards, making decisions about mm, the neighborhood.
2: Uh, oh, yes, they are they're playing dominoes. dominoes. Um, <laughs> that caught <laughs> so, like, I, I, re, I had to bring it up because that one caught me off guard. When that is meant to be playing Bones, um, they he basically
1: is upset. Basically, they didn't want it. he didn't they didn't take out Ricky Starks like he wanted. Uh, Hobbs steps to the whole crew while the Olympic boxer is like in the back, just kind of like lurking, saying it, seeing if he has to come over somebody's shoulder. Uh, Hobbs completely punks Aaron Solo, takes whatever was in his hand like it was money or something. I think it was money. Yeah. <laughs> and walks away. Hobbs looked like a giant badass here. Um but Zach Clayton comes out, cuts a promo on the crowd, said it's a shame that he has to win the FTW title in the cesspool. Um he's gonna bring it back to a state uh to New uh a state that people respect, New Jersey, which was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, this is Jay WoW's uh husband, I believe. Really? Yes, that's why he's like saying like he's the reality show person or whatever like, and he goes with J-Wow. And Jay Wow. That's what is that Jay Wow's
2: first husband? Like, no, that can't be. He was that's, like super tatted up.
1: That that's who she's with now. I I don't know. Ah,
2: about. well, I meant by like, I'm, well, whatever. Maybe I don't know if she got married to that dude, but like, dude, she was with for forever on like the on Jersey Shore, or whatever. Let, never mind. Let's move on from Jersey Shore. We can talk about our, the, the degenerate shit we used to watch once upon a time on a later show. Maybe even man. on ten year anniversary, but yeah, man, Jersey like, Shore was the shit at one Troy point. That Shit was fucking hilarious. Like, what is wrong with these people? But uh,
1: yeah, um, runs the crowd down. Hook comes out, kills them in seconds, yeah, and Hook yeah. wins. May, lar- larger than seconds. life, larger, larger than life. Uh, Hook in this this presentation right here.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, since that match went so short, we got a standby match, uh, which was Buddy Matthews versus Sir Pentico, And this was the execution as well. Oh, Buddy my Matthews. God.
2: All right. This whole match is like, Sir Pinto gets like one move, he shakes it off. And then Buddy Matthews hits a buckle bomb, Seth Rollins. Then hits a V trigger, Kenny Omega. And then finishes him off with a last in Japan, Shingo Takagi. And, and like, I remember. I don't know if it was a Jericho podcast or where it was when he, the first time I heard him like talk about like his, like what he watches, his influences, his style, all this kind of stuff. And keep in mind, like we had seen this dude like basically be a Kenny Omega, like replica, a clone, like even though he's a great wrestler, I'm not knocking him. But he's a great wrestler. We've seen him be a Kenny Omega clone. Like when he was the cruiserweight champion and all that. And like I remember his his response was like I don't really watch too much wrestling because like it's like a magic trick. He was like it's because it's like a magic trick and like once you see the magic trick like it becomes less magical, right? And I was saying like but bro like you have the you have the New Japan Pro Wrestling move set like so does so does your friend Seth Rollins but whatever you have this you have the New Japan Pro Wrestling move set like and then like to see him do literally like. A, a Seth Rollins move because he worked with Seth Rollins, a Kenny Omega move because he's always done Seth or Kenny Omega stuff. And then do a fucking Last of the Dragon. I was like, all right, man, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> you're a great, look, you're a great wrestler. I'm not knocking you. I, I love the I love every, like, anytime he's up for a match, I'm down to see it. But, like, I just, after seeing that three moves in a row of him just pull, pulling out of people's shit, just digging into people's shit, sampling, if you will, I was just like, okay, bro. I, I, I shouldn't hold this against you that much because you said this at the time when you said it, but it was like, "fuck the fuck out of here." Like, you are a creator wrestler. You're a great creator wrestler, but you're a creator wrestler. Sorry.
1: Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing else. You saw
2: it. Me. Do you disagree? You saw I, it. After I, I saw it.
1: Yeah, I, I saw it, and I was like, I was laughing. I, I was just like, man, when are we going to get him and Kenny in the ring together? I, I. That's what I want to see. I want to see that too. Yeah. So you know, that will be fun. Uh, that'd
2: be larger than life.
1: Indeed. Um, (laughs) so we had, uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hader after that, they were cutting a promo on Thunder Rosa and Tony storm. Uh, as was mentioned before, Baker is going to be facing Kylan King this week, just like Tony storm did this week. So, uh, or last week. Yeah. Um, we got Penelope Ford versus Athena. I thought this was an entertaining short match. Penelope Ford kind of looked better than uh, she had, like even though she's been gone for a while. Athena, I thought looked awesome in uh, this. Lots of presence, and her finisher looked amazing uh, in this. And this was a nice short win for her.
2: Um, I don't have anything on this. I don't remember anything except for the finish.
1: Yep, uh, Penelope Ford had one like cool spot i believe it was like up against ropes uh i, I okay. i'm not sure but
2: oh know um, yeah, okay i remember that like uh she basically like doing over the top while uh over the top to for like a dive where she ended up landing on the floor after like uh ember was on the apron right i think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I remember that one move so yeah that, that wasn't that was a nice looking thing yeah
1: so the baddies jump on athena after and then all the athena- yeah, Athena comes out. Um, she's originally wearing these wings and stuff, and she leaves the wings up on the uh, top. Jade comes out with the sledgehammer, and she, like, tries to destroy the wings, but the wings never actually break, so Jade gets frustrated and they kicks bit, kicks him out the way. Jade is, like, looking like she's six foot five in these heels that she's got on. Well, uh, well,
2: well that's the thing, right? So, <sighs> Athena's not tall. Correct. And then, like, uh, Kiera, who also is tall, isn't not isn't tall. Who might be even shorter than Athena, and then um, hold on, I'll get it. Casey, right? No. Fuck! I did it again. Fuck. Layla, Layla Gray. Layla. Layla. I. I, <laughs> I promise you, I'm not doing this on purpose. This, 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 this is going to be my new bald and hair thing where I just confuse, like, Layla Gray and Kate. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's wearing heels. And then the tallest, the tallest of them all comes out in heels. I was like, this is some real, like, Charlotte upstage. You make you look small as fuck type of thing. I, f- I felt it. I'm sorry. Like, this is, this is like a power piece. because like, not only were they like, heels. They're in, like, the, the high heels with, like, the platform at the bottom type of thing. And I was like, okay, it didn't, you know, um, they use a sledgehammer on her, uh, on her, uh, and like, I'm in, at the time I'm thinking like all of like the triple H jokes I can think of. I couldn't really think of any, uh, but whatever, like it was interesting to see a sledgehammer on a W television that wasn't breaking your throne. I think it's the first time we ever seen it.
1: Jay was, uh, looking set, said sledgehammer as well.
2: Yes, that did happen. Yes, and then there's an all time meme of uh, of Stokely with a sledgehammer and he's shaking it like this and yelling, "Yeah, uh, yeah." Um, so that match, event. you think that match is going to replace the stat, the potential, or what was going to be the stat-lander match? Or you think they get to it on this pay per view?
1: I think they're going to do it on this pay per view. Okay. Then we got the first round of the trios tournament. Um, we got the Trust Busters. Uh, Ari Devari, Parker Boudreaux, and Slim J against the best friends in Orange Cassidy and James.
2: Uh huh. I was into it. Were you really into it, or is it just, uh, just your thing?
1: I, I was into it. Uh, I, I'm no. digging the Slim J, who, who I've dubbed the replacement for Jack Evans in this promotion. He's not a um, replacement for
2: Jack Evans. He's a replacement for Jeff Hardy.
1: Yes. yes, he's a replacement for Jack Evans. Um. <laughs> he's not nearly as
2: good as Jack Evans, but whatever.
1: Like the the old Ring of Honor uh guy from twenty years ago with the shindy shindy look. That's him. Um and, and I know he wears the Jinko jeans, but it, it exactly. kind of adds to the adds and he did the, the, the,
2: the half twist uh you know landing flip thing that, that Jeff Hardy does. Like I was like, oh this is this is clearly a dude that grew up like watching this backyard or in WWF <laughs> like that's that's clearly what this was. <laughs>
1: Um yeah, but I w- I was into this and I thought that it was pretty fun. Um Parker kind of kept it to you know real basic big man stuff. Um Ari DeVar was in and out, but I think this was kind of the Slim J show personally. Um Well it kind of I mean, had to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I folks with Slim Jay. But um but yeah, this was best friends all day. Uh Nice, feel-good win. Uh, I saw the kids would dress like Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, you know, larger in life. Um, and he just, you know, continues to be bigger than ever. And they move on, and they're going to be facing the winners between uh, House of Black and Dark Order, who um, Evil Uno on BTE announced that he will be in Germany for the AEW Games stuff. So he is out of the tournament. So uh, my... Theory of Dark Order members dropping like flies, and so Hangman has to replace one of them.
2: It stands.
1: Um, as so, what well do they have
2: now, right now at their disposal without Evil uh, Evil without Evil? E- e- there, three,
1: four, I believe, or three. Mm-hmm.
2: Would be Preston. No. It'd be Preston or ten. In, it'd be Preston and, be then, uh, in and uh, Silver then
1: be and Reynolds. Yep. So, yeah. so I'm sure Preston will drop out at some point, and this is why the Dark Orders match is going to be last in this thing because you see the death triangle and osprey Wednesday and then eventually hangman is going to jump in i believe but um yeah man so that was aw uh breaking news james i'm not sure if you have come across this if you've been scrolling um, uh, but johnny gargano has returned uh to wwe and was on monday night raw tonight uh, well that's unfortunate For oh, whom?
2: No. Oh, well, for my fandom. You, you, you ain't, you ain't going to watch, watch Johnny? On Raw? On He's, back. On Raw? He's back. He's back. No, not
1: really. Um, this does not come as a surprise. <laughs> it um, does not. Um, at this point, if he wasn't going to be in AEW, I heard dark rumors that P.K. might not necessarily have been the biggest fan of Johnny Gargano. Uh, not sure however that goes. Whatever it is, maybe Johnny wasn't the biggest fan of the idea of going to AEW. Uh, He shows back up. Uh, Triple H is reassembling the gang um, <laughs> as we can move into um, you know, Road Dog returning. Uh, we have the departure yeah. of Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I guess we should stick on Johnny for a little bit. Um, so, him staying, the, or returning to WWE, and then uh, it looks like he's programmed on Raw. I don't know the whole roster there. Um, Chompa's there on Raw, I believe.
2: Yeah, so, he's he's he's, miss, he's Mrs. Bagboy, basically.
1: Is there a best shot reforming DIY?
2: Best shot at what?
1: Like, not getting swallowed up on this thing.
2: I mean, I guess... But I mean, I, I, it depends, right? Like, we don't know like how what they plan on deploying Johnny Gargano as. Like, are they going to treat him like you know, like SmackDown is? They got the new guy is Carrion Cross in theory. The new guy on Raw is in, could be in theory, uh, Gargano, right? Like, if that if it depends. Like, it depends on who they put him with. Like, if they say, hey, put go, put him in with AJ Styles and see and see what he's got. I, I think that that would do something. Like if there's, oh, put him in there. I don't know riddle. See what he's got. It, it depends on where they slot him. Who knows? But like, is he talented enough to get it done? Yeah. W- will he really reach whatever uh, what we think he could peak at the peak of pro wrestling? Uh, given what he did in NXT, I highly doubt it because like it's still WWE and, it's st- and he's still like five foot seven. Rip the shreds, but five foot seven.
1: Um. Yeah, I I think he made the best decision uh for for himself. Um jumping promotions isn't always the easiest thing to do it, and at least, you know, he's had experience with uh this booker before. This booker has kind of, I don't know, done questionable things with him in the past, but you know, it probably feels like home for him. So, um
2: <hmm. uh I'm I'm reading I'm reading uh, Sir Sam's uh, comments and he said like these bloody mutants who were slandering him in NXT are now going to be talking about him like he's better than Kenny Omega. I gotta tell you like <laughs> it, it's gonna it, it's gonna go it's gonna go one of two ways either A he's gonna be great and then they will do that or B he will not be great and they will say see he was overhyped to begin with the whole time there's no there's no room for in between no there's no room to in between because like he was like on this thing that, that they weren't watching and it was really good and they can't understand how something was good it didn't watch so yeah I, there's no winning with that when it comes to like either either uh either they love him or they hate him either way like it, it, we'll see how this goes but like for me like uh you know if he if he's great it doesn't really change what i thought of him he was always great ever since i saw him so whatever it is what it is um He's talented to make it work, but you know how it is, it's hard. He's 5'7. Like if he was five foot nine, I'd be like, oh, he's locked. That's how talented I think he is. Because that's kind of what AJ Styles was. Um, so you know, we'll see.
1: We'll see. Um, so uh I just hope that he I don't know what I was going to say there, but have realistic um, expectations.
2: Don't think that like, just a yeah. there that he's gonna get like all of a sudden he's gonna be next Shawn Michaels?
1: Right. Like I, like I think the, the best idea for them would be to reform diy redo the long storyline that they did um and then you know treat it treat it like it's new essentially but uh these guys are older now um if they get themselves over to, to that level i think people are dying to cheer ch- or to see them make it work with champa at least already
2: I mean, right now, if you were to ask me who would be the best person for him to face, like, he's injured right now, but, like, given what he did with guys that were smaller, like, I think Cody would be great with him. I think him and Cody would be dynamite. Like, no pun intended. I just thought, I just can't, just put in my head. But, like, yeah, like, you think of, like, how good Cody wrestles and how, like, he leaves the bullshit behind when he wrestles dudes that are smaller, like like a Darby, like Sammy Guevara. Like, I think him and Gargano, like, could be, like, a great matchup that, like, you might not really think about. And, like, quite frankly, like, Cody, um, after the Seth stuff, like, coming back, like, he would need, like, a killer program. Obviously, we're, I'm thinking months ahead of time because Cody's months away. But, like, that's something potentially, like, if he's going to be on Raw, um, that would be something cool to do. Um, um, but it's, uh, it all depends to- on where okay. he's going to be slotted and what he's he programmed as. Like, we'll you know, y'all let us know what he's programmed in, um, where it seems like he's put out. Because I don't know if, like, he came out for, like... Some random match or what the hell happened?
1: No, idea. I think people are trying to say that he's going to take the briefcase from uh from from Austin Theory.
2: <laughs> I hope not. I want him nowhere near Roman Reigns right now.
1: <laughs> I, want, I want
2: him nowhere near that whole situation. The match like, would
1: never end. No, no one will get pinned ever.
2: Roman Reigns, <laughs> uh, 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 Gargano match. Yes. Oh, uh, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, no, it's just like I think that like. Well, it's Triple H. If this was Vince and and, and like Gargano won the gar won the uh, Money in the Bank, you you already know what's happening. He's cashing in, and that man is catching a Superman punch, and getting speared in half, and hold. <sighs>
1: um, yeah, but um, I think we should take the plane over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Actually, no, before we do that. <laughs> <sighs> Since being we the, about WWE, yeah. the, yes, being the, the Jeff Jarrett Mecca. Um,
2: You're yeah. starting with that for, yeah. for WWE news?
1: Yes. What's bigger than Double J?
2: Go ahead, man. Go ahead.
1: So Double J uh, is was made a, an executive uh, for live events a couple months ago. We talked about it on the show. I believe it was like the opening segment of one of the shows. It was
2: might have been a light week. But um it no, came you, out. I, I don't know if it was light week or not. You just forced it to go first. And I was like, Look, bro, whatever. You want to talk about Jeff Jarrett first on the first one on the start of a show on a weekly wrestling podcast. Have at it. A little We'll we'll pretend like we're from Memphis, Tennessee. Sure, why not?
1: <laughs> so Jeff Jarrett, it, it gets reported that he is out of WWE now. So um, he just depart he departed. They didn't say whether this was a quitting or a firing or anything like that, but. Um, Knowing Double J, something's around the corner. Uh, I've seen people theorize that he was the one that ended up getting Vince McMahon knocked off. uh, And then he's like, my job is done here. Uh, I find that hilarious. Uh, There is something else that's in the news that, with the timing of all this, makes this kind of interesting. So, as we know, Jeff Jarrett headlined Ric Flair's last match. Um, That was a uh, a show that was kind of put together by Conrad Thompson. There was some uh, trademark uh, stuff for Southwest Championship Wrestling um, that was uh, recently filed by Conrad Thompson. Uh, I would imagine that Double J is privy to this. um, In the next, you know, like like I always predicted, he would end up running WWE, and he got damn close, right? But I, I think Double J has he, – he saw what was going on there. It's not the time. There's always time for that. Remember, Jeff Jarrett always wins. Um, he'll He's, he's just going to go ahead and do his thing over here. I think there's – where there's smoke, there's fire here with this thing. Uh, the, promoting something uh, with Conrad and going into business there. Uh, apparently, his podcast is one of the better – Conrad ones. I don't listen to any of them. Better
2: Um, as far as what, like content, or as far as popularity? uh, I think both. That okay?
1: Like it can't be any worse than Eric Bischoff. Like (laughs)
2: just just lying (laughs) through his teeth. (laughs) Um, but I mean, uh, okay. So the Bischoff podcast. There was at one point a Shivani podcast. There, mm -hmm. there is an Arn podcast, right? There is. Uh, a Pritchard podcast. Yep. Are there any other uh, Conrad podcasts? If anybody knows, please
1: leave them in the comments. I do not follow the Conrad verse. Um, no disrespect to Conrad. Is just I've kind of I've oh yeah. I, seen, mean, I, seen I mean, I mean,
2: you know, I like the Conrad stuff for like he's in there. <laughs> Jim Ross with, pod. Okay, I didn't know that was a Conrad one, but like I uh, wait, is, wait, wait. He's on that, but he's not necessarily on that show. Right. Uh, I think... I don't remember Conrad being on that show, like yeah. actually vocally being on that show, like week to week. Not sure. OK, um... anyway, but like I I rock with Conrad on the part where like he will do these shows with these fucking like <laughs> habitual liars and he will call them out on their bullshit in a way that like I, I would have had if I was in the room. So like I rock with Conrad on that to at least on that level. Anything else I don't know about, and if there's anything else I need to know about, y'all fill me in, and, I'll, and I will know it then, but, like, I just know Conrad from, like, he's a dude that, likes helps put out these podcasts, and, be, and is on these podcasts, and runs down this stuff, and, like, when somebody gets in, or lies through their fucking teeth, he'd be like, hey, bro, you're lying through your fucking teeth, knock it off. So, right, yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, Yeah, but I don't know what will happen with Double J, but... um. You know, he, I know he was trying to win this award this year. So uh he some some he may have to make a small diversion here, but uh I believe in double J. There will okay. always be some money around the corner.
2: Okay, moving on. Um a number it's- of a number of NXT wrestlers uh have been released in the uh the I guess the wake in the news that Uh, NXT UK is being dissolved or transitioned into becoming NXT Europe, Uh, and their goal is to uh, start going to uh, do shows in 2023, I believe, and uh, I think they put their names to cities around Europe, so a number of people got released, Um, Millie McKenzie, uh, Sean Samuel, Nino Samuels, uh, I believe Trent Seven got released um eric dennis got released mastiff i think got released like uh, you know a lot of the people that were um at the beginning of the 2019 XT uk um takeover run to um maybe even before them when they were doing just the uk tournaments um a lot of them have been uh let go and uh from what i can tell from most of these contracts it seems like they got their immediately release and they're set to uh they're allowed to go and do what they want in pro wrestling immediately like I believe Eric Dennis is <coughs> set to do something or already did do something I saw that uh Millie McKenzie is set to unfortunately do GCW Liverpool with Alley catch. <laughs> but uh but yeah like uh what, what are your thoughts on uh, like I guess you know some of the names you saw uh also notably um you know um uh, um M- Webster in, in in uh Mandrews uh uh one of the better tag teams in the world uh, got released as well. Um what Trent what are your thoughts on some well. of the sorry? sorry. <clears throat> I believe Trent Seven as well. Yeah, yeah, Trent as well. Um what are your thoughts on like some of these names of the people or, or at least on the notable names that you saw be released and um <coughs> your general thoughts on like the I mean this failure in rebranding into NXT Europe? Um I think
1: COVID did a lot to NXT UK. Oh
2: yes. Um worse it think- how can you imagine like how bad NXT was once the pandemic hit? And then like it happened and it was worse. For like that show had was completely irrelevant. Like it was yeah. already just, it was already way down here, you know, and then it went even lower once the pandemic came.
1: Um, You know, I have been vocal about regular NXT being a scam. So what do you think? I think NXT UK was, um, so, uh, even a, even greater scam there. Um, Dave Mastiff, uh, had something I think at the beginning, but just never kind of worked out for him. Trent Mm. seven got released that that one was a surprise, but, um, he was always a great tag team wrestler. Um, I saw him, I think Mark Andrews and flash Morgan Webster are going to be able to work wherever they want. Um, I would probably look at calling them if I was TK, um, So uh, Millie McKenzie is very talented, Um, but there's a lot of people like I think some of them are going to hold out to go back to NXT Europe. Uh, The Wild Boar, I think I don't think people are going to be beating the Wild Boar's uh, door down. Uh, I don't think, you know, Sam Grabwell is going to be commanding top dollar at the moment. So there are a lot of these people going to hang around, wait for that phone to ring. Um, And it basically,
2: I I mean, how many how many people are actually going to go back to the Indies? Or how many? How many people do you think? How many people do you think? are we like, oh no, don't say no names, but like, it, ha, like look at the list if you have a list, like just in it. your head, like give me like a ballpark number of figure you in your head of what people you think like this is the last thing they ever do in pro wrestling.
1: Um, I'm going to say maybe like ten of them. Out of how many? That you, on that list you see? Looks like maybe like twenty.
2: Oh, half. Damn. Okay.
1: Uh, shout out to Zekumami, Z- Zekumaki subscribing for two months. Appreciate you. He said happy two months. Uh, I wonder uh, how well the rebrand will go. NXT UK got killed due to COVID, but it gutted the UK indie scene. I'm sure to some capacity it will leave a sour taste in people's mouths. Uh, and this is the, you know, the global localization plan is back on. Uh, I fully expect them to retry NXT Japan at some point. Um, Good luck. And like, you know. <laughs> I don't like this. Like, it's like, you know, it's just more like, I think they're going to try to lock a W out of, out of spots in Europe, uh, essentially, because they're very popular over there as well. So this is the battlefield is going to expand in Europe rather than it just being the UK. They're going to get it, try to get France under the arm. They're going to try to get Germany under the arm. uh, All of these like different areas. So uh, if you were uh, sending out that triple H, um, a global map where he's in front of the nxt thing bring it back uh it, scratch out
2: the uk and put a
1: europe logo on there well, well and- that's the
2: thing rich there was that's the thing to why it is so weird to me that like they rebranded it as such because like there was always a nxt europe and a U- nxt uk on that map that was always the plan to do both of them and then like they scrapped it and then like ultimately like when you looked around and you saw like a Walter, a Dragunov, you know, you know, like uh, a a kid. You're like, well, shit. This, is, like, I know it's NXT UK, but like, it's fucking NXT Europe anyway. Um, so like, for me, it was like it became almost interchangeable to me anyway. So then, like, them rebranding it is like, okay, cool. So like, this is like NXT UK
1: 2.0. Right. Sucks to see people got fired, but I mean,
2: there was NXT Africa. Yes, that's yeah. what you were laughing at, weren't you?
1: Yes, yes. I was laughing at <laughs> NXT Africa. There was
2: always, look, there was always NXT Africa. There was the NXT South America as well. There was NXT Latin America. Uh, there was NXT China, NXT India, NXT Japan. Uh, I think there was NXT Australia. I'm not sure. But like, yeah, like except for NXT Australia, all those were there on that on that oh, map. Yeah. Oh,
1: all them shits fell. Um <laughs> 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 sir sam says do you see osprey's promo after rev pro if you're coming back here you're sweeping the dishes or sleeping the floor and doing the dishes while I, these people I, kept the lights on
2: i didn't see it but i heard the that particular quote and like when people look i understand osprey says a lot of dumb things and if you want to call him a dummy i'm not going to i'm not going to fight you on that right <laughs> Uh, but
1: this wasn't one of them. <laughs>
2: what, what, what I, but given given what we are with we'll Osprey, this particular uh, what he's setting up and what like he has managed to get, what it seems like he's getting Rev Pro and New Japan Pro Wrestling, all the wrestling to like set for set the table for him to do, uh, and what he has also put you know put in the the, the legwork to do with Kenny Omega. He, he can may, say he, look, what he wants. He he look he uh he has figured this out as far as he may be a dummy as far as anything outside of pro wrestling, but he's not a dummy when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, this quote, like, he literally just basically set an angle, an uh, immediate storyline in place for the first time he faces anybody in Rep Pro when he comes back. Immediately. Him and Andrews, what what's it about? Oh, he, he said that these, these fuckers helped rape the scene, even though he is in the scene once a month. Yeah.
1: Uh, There's a lot here uh, that's going on with it. We might as well just jump over uh, to talk about uh, New Japan here.
2: Yeah, Uh, man. Uh, So uh, the last three nights of the Grand Prix, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, all in uh, uh, Budokan Hall. G1. Did I say Grand Prix and said G1?
1: You did. You did.
2: Fuck it. Well, I mean, look. That, that is a compliment at this point when it comes to the G one to call it the Grand Prix, uh, But whatever, let's let's uh let's let's move on. Um, let's move let's move ahead. But yeah, um, they go to the they go to the final night. Of the blocks the blocks uh uh is the first night. It is the Tuesday night. It's eight matches. It's two in each block. First uh, block is uh D block. Then C block, then B block, then A block, the D block. Uh, it is everybody tied, or basically tied, and in the clubhouse with uh, six points at three and three, um, with the exception being uh, the last two. Uh, you have Osprey who has three has three wins. You have Shingle who has three wins, and Shingle has a tiebreaker. Um, and uh, if both of those two lose. Then it turns into a seven-way tie. It would have been a fucking disaster, and I, I hope they weren't going to do that. And luckily, they didn't. Um, they end up having uh, Juice versus um, Osprey first. Osprey takes his nasty bump where he basically lands ribs first on the on the uh, metal barricade. I'm like, this it in the first match and he's doing this to himself. Jesus Christ! Um, he sells his ribs. He ends up getting. Um, I believe he ends up taking a. Uh, Floor, power driver, on, on no mat, the, expo, on the exposed floor, gets in, finished, is able to come back and beats Juice Robinson. Match is okay. Uh, then the next match is Shingo versus uh, Phantasmo. And with that situation set, it's like Shingo either has to win to advance or Osprey wins the block. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, he has to tie. He has to tie. He, all, all all I'm sorry. All she has to do is not lose any any advances. Sorry. So, uh, El Phantasmo, he hits he hits his moves. Great match. Uh, he hits a top rope. Uh, K Brada to the floor. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, K Brada to the floor. Um, he hits a CR two for a near fall, and then later on in the match, he ends up hitting a CR two except set with the arms um, in a different position. He calls it a CR three. He ends up taking down shingo again to win very good match uh one of the better matches of the of the tournament um and after he wins he you know he uh he gets to uh 3 and 3 and he beats shingo a former IWGP world heavyweight champion and desperado's on commentary and he walks up to desperado and he says bye despy bye forever despy <laughs> Like I'm officially a heavyweight. I've done it. I I've elevated myself, and I was like, and this was really good. This a really good showing for uh El Phantasmo, and and obviously you know and Shingo, and that wrapped up their block. So Osprey gets in. Uh, next block, you get Evil versus Goto. Goto has to win. It has to hope that Naito beats uh, uh, Saber to get a three way tie. I don't know what the playing situation is or what the tiebreaker is, but that was that was. Uh, Goto's Only Hope uh, everybody cheats you know you got you run outs and all that kind of stuff with, with House of Torture and ultimately Evil ends up winning. Uh, match was okay um, so Goto's eliminated so then it comes down to <sighs> Naito versus Saber where Naito has to beat Saber to advance <laughs> um, and it goes like five minutes. They had the Osprey, the Will, sorry, not the Osprey. They had the Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr. version of a high speed match. It went like five minutes and they're doing a bunch of near falls, like roll ups. And then at the end, Naito ends up catching uh, Sabre and it gets to win and Sabre loses shit in a similar fashion whenever he used to lose. And it also like in line with, you know, whenever um, Suzuki or Archer will lose, when they just go ballistic and, at ringside, and you know, throw a fit and start tearing up shit, and like it's happening, and and like <laughs> Saber, he 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 falls out and collapses after. Having a tantrum, and then Naito Naito uh, walks out and is trying to like console him, but then like he sees uh, Saber sees Naito trying to like play with his emotions, and he gets up and he threatens to beat his ass again. Uh, so Naito gets back, gets away from him, and then Naito grabs an ice pack after uh, Saber got back up and starts beating shit with uh, chairs. Uh, with a, with a chair and like he throws the the ice bag at night at, at Saber and Saber hits him like a baseball. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Naito he runs Naito off again and then saber walks off and just disgusts and he uh I didn't see his back uh, saber but like I heard he went ballistic as well again. Uh, it was just it was just funny. So Naito advances. He's he's uh he represents the C block, um B block uh i have to pull this up to, to remind myself oh it's tamatanga or that's the main event that's the only match that matters in b block but the pre-match is sonata versus ishii ishii has only won one match he's one and four in the tournament and uh charlton and kevin kelly who are excellent on um the whole all the Budokan halls but especially like uh the semi-finals and the finals they say, hey, man, you know, he's getting older in age. He's always one of the best wrestlers in the tournament as far as performance. But this is a wins and loss business. We don't know, like, you know, if he goes one and, one and five, can he justify coming back? Because he's not getting it done wins and loss-wise. Um, so him and Sonata have a match, and it's a great match. And at the end... Um, Ishii ends up winning with the Brain Buster, and he's four. He's two and four, and that's a mediocre record, enough to justify that he could. He's going to be a solid keep going into next year, and then we'll, we'll have to worry and, and, dre- and have concern and dread about Ishii's G one appearances next year. But it's at least staved off to next year um, when he you know can still wrestle like the AEW wrestles when they get or American wrestles when they get over uh, next year in front of crowds. Uh, so. <laughs> uh the final match was Tamatanga versus uh Jay White. Jay White is undefeated, he's 5 and 0 on the block and Tamatanga is uh 4-1. He has to win to to get in, obviously. Um they have this match and like it's a very good match. Like I'm trying to think of what I gave it. I have to pull it up. Um give me one second. Yeah, so yeah, uh, they have a very good match. It is Tomatonga has this thing where like he basically ru- he doesn't wrestle. He's a good wrestler. He consistently has very good to great matches. Um, in this tournament, uh, like the fans love him as a babyface. He's charismatic. He, he all the stuff that we all the stuff we've always said about like why the fuck is this man's matches not not on point? Given like what we see when he runs the ropes and moves around the ring and all that kind of stuff. Like as a babyface, is like oh he just sandbagging a heel. As a babyface, I think he's really damn good. And like, quite frankly, if he was 10 years younger, he'd be I would make him a top fucking guy in WWE. I'd sign him immediately if I was Triple H or or whoever else is in charge of talent relations. I try, I'd try I'd poach him immediately. Um, but anyway, um he sets up simple basic WWE or American-style storytelling match. Of he 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 sets up his comeback and then he sets it for his finish um yeah he, ha- he does the clap like you know stun gun he does a clap similar to like the orton you know viper thing with the bean the mat thing except he does it in like a clap where it's like clap 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 he gets the crowd into it um yeah ultimately, ultimately it sets up to people reverse out of it and then you keep going you go through the you know all the all the big moves and reversals all that kind of stuff and go to the fl- into the closing stretch um and then at the end I when it looks like he's done, he ends up escaping and hitting a stun, uh, a gun stun, and gets the W. And he ends up, you know, upsetting the champion. And obviously, he's going to get a title match, like much like you predicted would happen in the preview last week. So uh, the post. press conference, Jay White uh, you know, known known by a lot of the New Japan uh, Westerners as this dynamic great alt or uh, best promo of the business type person cuts, a pro, cuts another one of the classic promos and whenever I see him I'm always like this is the person y'all say is so great of promos this promo was him for like I don't know, 90 seconds just yelling fuck over and over and over again, yelling it. And that was the end. Uh, what
1: is compelling about this at all? I saw people like heartbroken and devastated and then like coming up with their own storylines for, for him. You got to elaborate on
2: what that, what you mean. I, I don't have, I didn't hear God. any or see any of this. What do yeah, you see?
1: It's just like, like, God damn. Like, like people come up with their own storylines for, for, for him. And like, why is he just this dynamic person? Like, as you mentioned, he just yelled fuck for like, a bunch of time Better I'm like, yet,
2: when he beat what's Ichi the in the main event of a show right he did this thing where like okay do you remember when uh kenny omega first like broke broke like the kayfabe and like let the japanese fans know that he actually speaks like pretty good japanese yeah he basically like taught in the same that way like he's about to talk japanese he's like i don't think these people understand me. I want to talk in their language and then he proceeds to clap like
1: Yes, yes. I remember that. Like in
2: Morris Code or some shit for like ninety seconds and then walked off and I was like, yo, this I, I like does he think he's Andy Kaufman or something? Like he's think like he's like doing Monty Python? Like what is this? I I, I don't know. know. Some, some like,
1: people convince themselves that this is some type of four D genius, so
2: look, um uh, look, maybe he is <laughs> I just don't see it What maybe that maybe that's the case. Like maybe he thinks is like Maybe people think this is like the brilliant the most brilliant way to ever get heat ever. I don't know, man. I think the MJF works uh method works a, little, a lot more effectively, but you, you know, there's neither here nor there. Um so <laughs> Osprey better promo than Jay White somehow. Yeah, he he yeah, he he kinda is. Yeah, he kinda has been for like years now, but you know, whatever. Uh but people don't like Osprey for what for obvious reasons. And like if you don't like rock with Osprey, you're well within your right to not rock with Osprey. Um, so uh, anyway um well, advances he don't know, let it don't him. let
1: it be because of wrestling
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you think, <laughs> if you think it's because he's too flippy or whatever else and like I can show you like about a dozen different matches where he's not doing the flippy stuff that you th- that you think he only does in his matches or o- only can do in his match uh, so they should uh, like
1: flips because they're cool saying what that and they should like flips because they're cool
2: moves baby (laughs) so then you get like this is a match that like this is basically like the death match spot like this is the match they put on at 920 on on, uh new japan pro wrestling dynamite uh they did Fale out there with archer uh oh this match um i'm sorry i'm sorry Fale and jonah uh you know jonah's good Fale has never been And this match was a lumbering thing. And at the end, uh, Jonah ended up getting a W. Uh, so then you get the main event. Uh, you get Archer versus Okada. Uh, Archer, I believe, has to win to to get in. Um, and Okada has to, because, uh, Jonah won and Jonah has he has to win. Like both of them have to win to get in. Uh, but because, um, Archer beat Jonah. Jonah's eliminated. But uh, so Archer comes out first and he has his white jacket with his white hoodie and he has the hoodie on and he has it on way over his face. And when you have a hoodie way over your face, the back part that sticks out just forward and then like the cone thing looks like he, he, it's a white man, looks like he's wearing a, a, something Klansman adjacent. adjacent. <laughs> so he walks out He doesn't he doesn't like, you know, walk around and do his normal thing where he beats up the young boys around ringside or terrorize Carlton or 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 anybody on commentary. He just walks to the ring and he sits in the middle of the ring facing towards the hard camp. And just sitting there looking down, you can't see his eyes, and just standing there motionless the whole time. Out comes Okada okada uh walks in he gets on the apron he gets on the uh the corner he does the pose in the background you still see archer just setting where he was setting the whole time or standing where he was standing the whole time he doesn't move no this
1: sounds like james what sounds like oh this is real larger than life right now
2: (laughs) so so okada goes to this corner he the rough ref uh passed down everybody passed down both of them and then rings the bell. Okada like comes around is like what the fuck is going on? Why does this do not move? He comes around and then all of a sudden you see Archer raise his face, raise his eyes up to meet uh Okada's gaze, and then he beats the, proceeds to beat the shot of this man for like the next five minutes. Uh in like in like Vader-like fashion where the is oohing and aahing and it's actually like really compelling um and he works over okada's neck and uh just beats him up and gives him terrible neck damage and then okada fights back at a certain point and then um the ending stretch is basically like okada hits like a landslide and then a rainmaker and puts him away uh i, I think I gave this four stars four and a quarter uh four four flat stars uh great match um okada advance, advances so then uh that moves on to night uh two uh semi we're only covering semifinals. Uh, first match is Okada versus Tama Tonga. Uh, they have a, they have a great, you know, uh, semifinal match. And at the end, Okada ends up winning, uh, with the Rainmaker. Um, Tama Tonga basically like, it was like, you know, you can't beat this dude. The crowd knows it. You know it. Everyone knows it. He fought like hell. Ultimately he c- couldn't beat him and Okada put him away because Okada's a better wrestler. Um, but at the end, like they shook hands and, and Tomatango walked off with like the title, you know, the title shot in his pe- back pocket in like the respect of, you know, thousands of fans, because this dude has completely changed over a new leaf in this, uh, tournament, um, as a good guy and not just an ironic, uh, like he was a couple years ago, like legitimately an actual baby face. So, uh, that was cool. Uh, Look at that. and then, uh, the main event is Tetsuya Nightsil versus Will Ospreay. And I and- saw this one. Okay, so what do you got on this one?
1: So, I feel like Tetsuya Naito hasn't tried this hard in. I don't know how long. Uh, I have a I have a watch I, next I, to me. To, to I, shout out to Jeremy, I have a watch here, and I, and that won't help me like figure out how long it's been since I, he's tried. But Will was incredible. This is an awesome first time match.
2: Uh, so for me, what immediately went in my head was, um. I haven't seen Naito. I haven't seen a Naito match I've enjoyed as much, um, since like him and Shingo in two thousand nineteen G one. Hmm. Yeah, and I and like in th- the same reason effort level. Like I haven't seen that dude bust his ass and sell sell and be like an actual like. Uh, like a, a a like a wrestling strategist that is tr- like pinpointing Osprey's bad neck over and over and over with precision, like and for a reason, like that in a long time and like with Osprey's neck injury from um from you know the pile driver against Juice the night before, like to go in there with Naito and you know Naito regardless of whether or not it makes sense storyline wise or not, like all he does is target necks. Right? Like, it was just like, he was just going to town on that dude's neck, and Osprey was fighting, 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 and then you get the whole... And then you get the run of the of the big moves and stuff, and then, like, you get the breakout of, like, Stormbreaker gets countered into a makeshift Destino that, like, I gotta say, like, I give to a lot of shit because he rightfully deserves it, but, like, there are a few moves that, that pop me more than when Naito gets desperate, and in a way to get out of danger, he breaks out of makeshift Destino. It always pops me. It always fucking works for me. <laughs> always. So... Yeah,
1: big poison Rana re- yes. reverse poison Rana off the second rope. Yep, uh, I was like, is Tessie and Naito trying to impress me? Because it right. worked right there. <laughs> like, I ain't, so, like, bro,
2: I ain't seen you at like this in years.
1: Yeah, like, but ultimately, Will was too much.
2: Yeah, uh, I can't remember the, how he ended up uh, uh, putting him away, but ultimately Osprey put him away, and um, great match. Like I, you know, I've only given up to this point. This year, I've only given out one match five stars. This was number. This was the second one for me. Like I loved this match. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. I I was really like, like it had it did all the things for me. Like Nightsoil tried. Like he looked like he looked like a smart professional wrestler. Osprey was on point, like he almost always is. The stage, the setting, the first time matchup. Like the the you know the the storytelling and the selling of the neck. Like it, it did everything I need a pro wrestling match to do in a big stage. I I loved it. I loved it. I gave Free athleticism I,
1: too. I was a coward. That's fine. And three quarters. That's fine. This.
2: That's fine. Yeah. Um. But I I, lo- I love this match. Uh. So
1: I have so many four and three quarters this year. Like I've, oh, yeah. I've been infected
2: with a lot of cowardice this year. <laughs> I um. So- I think that like I've just like standardly just given almost everything four and a half and like move, uh, moved on my day. Like I, I, I've got, <laughs> I yeah. Like I think I have. I think I probably have like. 10 or 12, like, 5 or 4 and a quarter, 4 four and 3 quarters, like, everything else is like, uh, 4 and a half, just throw it, throw it there, I don't have time to think about, debating about how great this match is, and anyway, uh, so, yeah, like, great match, and this sets up um, for the uh, night one, or the G1 final, Will Osprey versus Okada, and that, uh, Osprey in Naito was the main event, so he gets on the mic, and he says, like, Look, man. Like I know that. Like I've never beaten this guy. I'm I'm one and six against him. The one time I did one, I had help. I didn't. I haven't actually beaten this guy. Um, but like he can be beaten. I've seen it. We you've all seen it. Like AJ Styles has done it. Tetsuya Naito has done it. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi has done it. He he mentioned a all the people that have beaten Osprey and or sorry, beaten Okada in big spots. He leaves out Okada. Um, he leaves out Omega's name on purpose. And he says, like, I'm going to, I'm going to shock everybody that does believe in me. I'm going to prove something to everybody. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win the G1. Um, and like, I, I guarantee, he basically guaranteed it. Uh, and he moved, and it, like he moves off. Also, one thing I forgot to mention. Going into this main event, um, the night before, he beat Jay, not Jay. He beat Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson has been carrying around the United States belt. Him and family both have been carrying around the United States belt. Um, the real champion, the actual person that has a title of U- United States champion is Will Ospreay, but he now has a belt to go with that. So he comes out, and he has the United States belt, and he has the Red Pro uh, Undisputed Heavyweight whatever title the U- Red Pro belt is, and Charlton puts over on commentary like, this dude has a real claim because he's the champion of the United States and the champion of Britain to be the actual, to be the real All-Atlantic champion. And, that, and I was like, this is like, Wednesday morning when this is happening, so my 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 antennas start going off, and I'm like, oh my god! And then I look at the bracket, like, is this, isn't this what I think it is? And the bracket is set up to where Aussie Open Osprey versus Dev Triangle. Pack is the is the All Atlantic Champion. They're going to face each other next week on Dynamite or this weekend on Dynamite in a couple days, and like obviously. That is the crux of it. And then on Dynamite last week that we just reviewed, Pot talks about somebody making claims to be the All Land Champion. So there you go. Get ready for Pop versus Osprey. That's gonna be fucking phenomenal. Um and then you get to Osprey versus Okada, and Osprey and Okada have what I think is the best match of the year that I've seen this year. Um, like I thirty five minutes Uh, they spend like the, they spend like the first 20 minutes, like just excellent wrestling and working each other's necks, uh, given like what they've gone through, uh, in Budokan hall leading up and also like the career of, you know, Osprey with neck injuries. And uh, then at a certain point, (laughs) Oh, our Osprey start breaks out. He he hits a high five. A high fly flow for near fall doesn't work. He gets him up. He hits a uh he hits uh a Styles clash, that doesn't work. And then like he ge- he keeps <laughs> goes back and forth even further, and then he reaches out, pulls out the finger guns, and he hits a V trigger, and then he uh he gets uh Al- Al- up for a one-wing angel, Okada ducks out, gives him a Rainmaker. The and- crowd breaks the law <laughs> yeah.
0: when he does
2: this yes they, 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 they audibly gasp and chant and they're into it crazily um before that there's like a crazy like twisting moonsault off the top uh yes. before it, in like the first like seven minutes of the match is like Charlotte never never do this shit again don't even attempt it just give it up but um yeah, like Osprey's phenomenal, Okada's phenomenal. There's a there's an incredible um, spot where like he's going for he goes for an os cutter and Okada drop kicks him out the sky mid air. Yep. Like, Jesus Christ! And like at this point, like I remember none. I'm just telling you stuff I can remember vaguely through the, all the greatness and that's happening in the ring. And like I can tell you, most of the stuff that's happening is like me giggling just in in awe, just in how fucking awesome these two are. While well, they're just for, go like, watch the last it. Twenty minutes of this match. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then ultimately, uh, I I I can't remember. Like there was a there was one spot where like I think there was a um, I don't know if it was a uh, a hidden blade. I think it was a hidden blade and a kick out of the hidden blade where I thought like Osprey just won. He had just won. Um, but uh, Okada kicked out, and then um, you end up getting like. He gets Rainmaker to death and he's done. Um I, I yeah. this is a brilliant match. I, I I I think it's one of I think it's one of the fifteen or so best matches I've ever seen, quite frankly. Like I thought this match was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I won five stars on this. And um I don't know, man. Uh I felt like it was Will's time. Um I was kind of deflated. Like, and I know there's like a lot of um Yeah, you can't have Jay White as the champion, and then Will Osprey face him. Can't um, I have two. Can't have. Too, can't have two Gaijin. I know there's a lot of that, but it just feels like Will's the best guy. Why are we fucking around? And if they're not giving him, like, I don't know if they're going to give him Kenny at the Dome, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say they don't. Then I'm going to feel like really like. Pitched, what the fuck are they doing? Whatever. Yeah. Correct. Um, but if they give him Kenny, it's kind of ironic because um <laughs> I remember when Kenny in 2017 was like, Oh, you can't be in the main event this year, sorry. And then they give him Chris Jericho. And now they give they bring in Kenny for this guy Will, and it just feels like this this hamster will that's like there is like, yo. But I feel like I feel like Will's like on a career run right now and I feel like they should be going with him, but they didn't. And that kind of was deflating. It was like, man, leads to Jay White and Okada. Huh. Okay. Um, or, you know, people were theorizing JY White could lose the belt to Naito. And then it's like Naito and Okada again. Great.
2: I don't uh, even know how to even like, get to Naito and, and JY, White, given that like what, how many offenses do, do the champions normally have before the end of the year? I mean,
1: he's only got one with Tamatanga. So thinking like, you know, uh, like, he still got a, at least another one, uh, right? For that, so that's what that I'm could, thinking. Like, be... is not
2: going into uh, is not to the, 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 the
1: <laughs> correct, dome. so he's gonna beat Tamatong and get that back. And then the next challenger, like Naito, and then you know, if they do Naito and Okada in the dome again, I'm like, yo, y'all've done this match that'd be to the third death. time, right? To death, the fourth time, um, no, the, the fourth, fourth time, time is- at a wrestle kingdom. Be the fourth time, the fourth time within like the past like year since 2000- like, f- 2014. Like, there's no way y'all like this match this much. Like, stop. Like, I didn't, like, like I, I have negative interest in that. Um, and especially like at the, um, you know, if it's not at the the cost of giving Will something cool to do, um, it's just like there, it's just a lot of stuff I don't want to think about as far as like the business and stuff. I, I kind of just want to be a fan and see like the best guy like get crowned, but it's not happening. But um not taking anything away from this match. Uh, This match was great. Um, I was truly entertained, and it felt like these guys are masters. Uh, Like, just... There's a lot... Like You know, Okada has owned this guy, and it is kind of, you know... You know, you beat him so many times, will it mean something when he finally beats the guy? Like, after this many times, it's it's a lot to that. So, um, the answers lie in the future on that. But... This is Okada's company. And it always has been, and it seems like it
2: always will be. Yeah. Um I I wasn't as deflated because there's gonna be so much cool shit from the doof between now and the in the uh Tokyo Dome that I like, I was like, it doesn't matter. Like they're sending this dude up to be like, like all of the cooperation between New Japan and that and, and Rev Pro and and um AEW felt like they're sending this dude up to be like the Okada the next Okada omega like international non non you know WWE guy or it's just like he like he's inescapable. Like this dude is going to be "quote unquote" like not that it really matters or, or whatever else. But like the a person that's like going to like be next year, like the two thousand twenty three like Sports Illustrated Wrestler of the Year. Like in in that way, where it's like he's going to be so killer, and inescapable that it doesn't matter what happens in AEW in WWE. Given like uh, like for Western fans, whatever else, like he's going to have a match with Kenny. It seems like he's setting up to have a match with Kenny Omega. He's going to be multiple. Like, right he's set up to like you know win the g1 or and or top of okada next year and also like you know you know be the uh all Atlantic champion and all that stuff and be here and be basically be on pay-per-views and like at a point where like when we were talking about him you know in 2019 where he was you know we were saying like he's able to double dip when he transitions to heavyweight where like best super juniors and um the G one, like he's gonna have the G one. He's gonna have like AEW pay per views and big shows and title match with the All Atlantic title probably, and he's gonna have this feud, you know, it particular probably in the Tokyo Dome, if not eventually somewhere down the line on in big spots with Kenny Omega, like. He's going to be... Un- he's going to be, like... They're making him into, like, a a legend before our eyes is what it feels like. A pro god, if you will, on Mount Olympus in front of our eyes. Even if you don't mess up if, if you're not someone that's not already bought in, like, this dude has been the best wrestler since 2019, which me and you both feel that way. Like, he... It's it's gonna be inescapable and like foolish to like argue otherwise like coming this year. So buckle up for me. Like and also he has a he also has like a, a continuing thing with Moxley too from um was it Win- not Windy City, right? Uh was it a cap the, the D C show, right? Or was it the Chicago show?
1: It was the Chicago show.
2: Yeah, Winnie City, right. So like he has all these he has all of this all this stuff, like he like He's going to, like, he set the path to do all this cool stuff. So, and then also, like, what he did with, like, the NXT UK guys, like, just now. Like, that's all setting up for when he goes to Ram Pro for his, like, one one or two matches a month there in his off time off, off of uh, NXT, or uh, NXT, off of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Tour. Like, he is setting himself up to, like, if this dude can stay healthy, he's going to have, like, maybe the greatest year, like, televised and recorded, like, pro wrestling history. Like I'm sorry I didn't see all the 80s Ric Flair stuff. It, there's no tape from all that, but like we've already seen Osprey do this 2019. We've seen him we've seen him doing right now and like it looks like next year is going to be bigger than any of that stuff he's already done. Yeah,
1: I think he's locked up um wrestler of the year. I think this year like your most outstanding stuff um between the last couple of days um I heard he had a match. with
2: uh, like He had matches with uh, what? Ricky Knight Junior. and in, um, in, in Speedball. Speedball. After yeah, that, I don't even then he's I haven't seen have them. Missed. But I, I mean, when they hit tape, what do you think's gonna be? That's gonna be the outcome. Yeah. Then he's gonna be on Dynamite this week. Yeah. And then <laughs> in a crazy trios match, bro, like, Ozzie get opened, ready. Ozzy, open and Will Osprey versus the Lucha Brothers and Pack. Like, what is this <sighs>
1: timeline? what is this timeline this is this is so great bro like this this is so Uh, great and um you know i like will a lot so like i'm not a stand for him or anything but it's just like he's incredible man and if like like you watch this guy wrestle and it's just like he thinks about everything he's not afraid of any type of contact he's you know still does his flying he's um he's he's a really special wrestler and i think the cool thing is that he's so young still like he's 29 if i'm not mistaken maybe 30 at the most um and he's just like like people swear to god like that like other people are 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 it you know at that age or at at any age like no man the guy is will osprey man like and it's It's laughable to compare like anyone like in his age group i think you know to him um you know he'll have to you know he's he's still got growing pains i think at the top like as far as like you know getting people to really bind his to his personality and stuff like that but um and and, you (laughs) know he doesn't you know there there are certain things like you know that i just think he's an incredible wrestler but you know he doesn't i don't think he has like
2: people that are willing to like die
1: for him like yeah yeah
2: yeah. like there is no um there is no like like link to storytelling from the sense of like like there's no like vulnerability like like a Kenny Omega right like uh like the thing for Kenny Omega for a lot of people um for a lot of women that I that I've like seen talk about Kenny Omega is like the affection he has for his friends, and I also hear this about like Roman Reigns and the Shield at the time. Um, like the affection that like them, them have for each other in relationship and that kind of stuff, like playing into the storytelling of like hurt feelings and frustration of things that like, you know, us, you know, a lot of dudes would just chalk up to it's just jealousy or it's just like he just owned one that day and like go through it and like kind of, you know, explore that is why people, you know, like, this even happens with the hangman stuff, right, that's exactly what the hangman is doing, I don't think he's doing nearly as good a job as Kenny Omega would do it, that's why, for me, it leaves me cold, um, uh, but, like, that is, like, the, the the run, like, Osprey doesn't really have that, what, what I will will say, though, is this, this match, um, and I said this to you on, uh, in, um, everybody during Jeremy's birthday party on Friday, uh, like, this match was literally a love letter, like, you know, much the same way that like you know, I made the joke about like Kamatani and Tam, like that they're whenever they get together in Sumo Hall, like it's a love letter to the Golden Lovers. And like uh the the first Young Bucks in FTR match is a love letter to nineties tag team wrestling. Like or eighties and nineties tag team wrestling, like this match was a love letter to literally to a motherfucker that's in the match. Like this was a love letter to the greatness of Okada and like all the people that he has faced over the years and all the people that have that he has had these legendary uh like uh series with and to see all of that put together and the crowd ooh and all over oh my god i remember that it was so fucking awesome and like you, you think about like uh, all this all the people he's had these feuds with and like the thing for me as an okada guy watching it was like I always watch this guy and he's always in the match. He's always in the best matches with all these guys that everybody else is like rocking with more. And I can't understand it. He is, he is literally like, even when he has the belt or even when he doesn't have the belt, he is literally the champion in the, in the, in the stepping stone or the stepping stone or the, or the standard here for people. If you can beat this guy, you are a wrestling God. If you can't come back later and he'll make you one later. Like, and when he, when he, you know, goes through all the lists of his foes' moves or whatever else, and he's able to kick out all of all that stuff, and then put him away. And it's like, bro, you you gonna get your turn eventually, but you gotta come up with something new, like some super, fi- some new super finisher. Gotta
1: be yourself.
2: That's a part of it too. But like, the crowd is behind this fucking Gaijin, and I'm like, I'm transported back to 2017 again, <laughs> and I'm just like, this. <laughs> I was just like, this fucking guy Okada it is great and like osprey is great too and like they've already had this is like their fourth like fifth star match something like that mm-hmm. like they're, they're just dynamite together and like i just i just love but the it, match. Is, it
1: even then it does i don't know like, i was talking to josh about this and maybe he'll explore when you go on keeping a strong style it's like i don't really feel like okada and Osprey are rivals like it's because
2: one because one started way up here one like yeah. the whole thing is like it it's it's i look I, you know better than i do like, but, done this field, you know, but but I think there could probably be some comparisons of, like, this guy is the top star, and this is a guy that eventually in one, two, three, four, five years will catch him and surpass him, and then, like, he will move forward and spring shot forward. Like, this might be, like, don't kill me when I say this, but this might be, like, a Kabashi Masawa type of story they're trying to tell. Mm. Um, You know more of the details more than I do, and I'm just using, like, rough knowledge, not, like, the pure, like, you know close comparison yeah. like the story of like this dude's younger he starts at a lower level this guy's at the top he's gonna beat him and beat him and beat him until he finally does and then once he does it's it's a wrap for the, about the next decade or as long as the dude's neck can hold up
1: yeah yeah that's a good comparison i would say like and don't kill me people like i'm <laughs> it's late at night as we're yeah. doing this
2: <laughs> yeah and, uh retrogram pose, like he, like and that's the thing like the baby face nature of all this like the, like these guys are good guys come, now. Like come,
1: right. United Empire don't cheat. They like, don't do don't that bullshit. They do I'm, the like, they've been my favorite no unit. Yep. They've been my favorite unit ever since they've you know got mm-hmm. together.
2: Mm-hmm. And then like like you mentioned, no cheating part. Like the part where like the crowd is begging for Okada or for Osprey to finally put this guy away. It doesn't happen. It was sent away. And then like he literally goes up the aisle and, and walks off crying in very much the same fashion as like the first time we ever watched New Japan Pro Wrestling, where like. You know, Okada wins the G1, can't topple Tanahashi, he fails, he goes off crying, and then he beats him the next year. Like, this was very much playing on all that stuff. Like, this was tremendous. Like, this whole tr- this whole presentation was tremendous. We even mentioned, like, the video package of yeah. the Osprey when he came out. And he basically, like, showed everything. Like, this dude has done literally everything to do in New Japan Wrestling already at tw- 29 years old uh and only been a, uh, a heavyweight for like f- since 2019 the summer of 2019 except for one win a g1 and two beat Okada uh in a fair one he's already there you just, we, people just haven't really noticed it yet but like once he gets that one fucking win over this guy it's to the races yeah.
1: Um, it's gonna make that Jay White shit look real funny in the light.
2: And the funny part about that whole thing, what were we saying when it was first happened when we were doing the Jay White thing in twenty nineteen or eighteen to nineteen? There's Will fucking osprey right there the whole time. But whatever, like I think I, look, they're eventually going to have something. At least I got two of them. Like shows.
1: there's al- also another thing, like when me and me and Josh were saying, like you know they had to replace Kenny Omega, right? And I think he mentioned it, or excuse me, Karen may have mentioned it last week on um, Keeping Style. So I was like, you split J White and Will, and then you get Kenny essentially, like you get like the like the aura and the swag of, of like the the J White, and then you get like the in ring of like Osprey. You combine them all. And it's like they split Kenny into like two different guys. They split
2: the difference, right? I I never really thought about it like that. Um, because <coughs> maybe maybe it's because I'm a westerner. Like I don't really like. Obviously, he's a Gaijin heel, but like he wasn't that dickish for that long to where I like I I I would have held out on Kenny Omega in that way. Like obviously, I think he's better when he works more towards heel. But like I don't really necessarily think of him as a heel outside of like. The the weird like voice times when he promos, but whatever. That's that's about it. Dave. That's really
1: not it. I was disappointed Kenny didn't Ken didn't break out that character.
2: On he didn't BT, break out your, own, yeah, your little yeah thing you set up. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. still time. There's still yeah. time. Workshopping yeah. with him. Send, hit, yeah. send him an email. Can you get a hold of yeah. uh, Kenny? Make his emails like hey bro, how about you? do I'm this on sure TV? if, yeah. if <laughs> I really like
1: wanted to. I could get a message to Kenny Omega, but I'm well, not
2: right. going to waste it on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the gist of what I had on like, uh, in like the night tell match is so great. And like, I, I, you know, the night before even the final, like I was told I sent y'all a message in um the, the, the chat that has like uh, Sir Sam and, and Finishell and Chad Matthews and Floyd I was like just going off on like, Bro, they're setting all of this up for for this dude to be like just and then to see it like hours later where they talk about the Pac thing, I was like, This awesome and then like you know where you're going what you're about what you're stepping into when you're getting a uh um Okada and, and Osprey G one final, like you know, so I was so it just went off and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is going to be a great next year, year and a half for Will Ospreay. Uh, so um, I guess we talk, I guess it's time to talk about stardom. Well, James, hit the
1: music.
2: Alright, so we're getting a little late in the game, so we're just going to talk about a pay-per-view um, from, the, from Sunday? Was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Um, stardom X Stardom. Yeah, Stardom X Stardom. Um, that's the traditional name of what they used to call their Corken halls uh, in August, so they decided to rock with that. They didn't do it last year because, like you know, why would you do a pay-per-view in the middle of a, of a, of a round-robin paper, uh, tournament? And he was like, well, when you're hot, you just run as many shows as you can. Uh, so that's what he decided to do. Um, this this show was originally supposed to have uh, Kyrie challenging for the White Belt versus Saya Kamatani. Uh, the story of the match mostly was based around um, Kamatani being on the same defense number as Kyrie when Kyrie lost the White Belt um, before she, you know, packed up with it or packed up and left her um NXT but uh and she was trying, basically trying to stop her uh before she surpassed her in her number. Unfortunately, like the left the hour we found out that Kyrie or maybe the day before that Kyrie uh was in was f- deemed physically unable to perform. Uh people are speculation that there it might be COVID jail. We don't really know. Um but uh well, as I repla- they announced it uh they they said physically unable to perform. But that is what they say for gotcha. pretty much. But they've never ever announced, I don't think they've ever announced someone like just like uh, outright, fail, you know, wasn't gotcha. COVID gel. Like, normally, as a person, be like, oh, I, I failed a PCR test and, you know, can't perform. Oh. Uh, so. Um, the placement they used was Hameka. They had uh Kamatani say like, you know, since my match fell through and I am still giving my slot on the card, I would like to nominate somebody and she nominated Hameka, and Hameka said I don't see any reason why not to except to blow up except to blow up the fucking uh storyline they had put in place for her that was built up uh that was gonna be built up at a certain spot, but you, but we'll never get to that later. That. Huh? So
1: never mind that. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I'd much rather semi event than main event, uh, a pay-per-view, but whatever. Uh, in- anyway, uh, so, uh, the main event was, uh, red belt match, Shuri versus, um, versus, uh, Anai Takahashi. And the third from the top was tag team title match, uh, FWC, Hazuki, and Kaguma versus, uh, the newly formed tag team of Tam Nakano and nasapoy So, um I'm gonna start from the bottom of this card and then go up. Uh, it won't take too long because this uh show wasn't uh it was just an undercard. Like it wasn't like a normal uh stardom undercard where normally it's a lot of good and then really good in between and sets up uh the last three matches, but um it was kinda undercar- undercharacteristically like uh uncharacteristically like lacking in uh effort. It felt like you can feel the wares of the grand prix on the wrestlers. Um, so, uh, first match, scrolling, 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 uh, first match, you get Hannon versus Amasaki for the future title. Um, Amasaki got this match from beating or pinning Hannon, uh, during a gauntlet tag match during a, uh, night one or night two of the grand prix. So, um, this match was a mess. Uh, a lot of sloppiness. From, I
1: heard this was one of Hannon's like worst performances.
2: It was, it was, uh, it was all over the place. Um, I, I, I can't really, Amasaki in certain, certain settings seems like she, given what she already can do, it seems like she's destined to be like, it's a lot of like what I thought of like Kamatani star out where it's like they're giving they' she's, they're letting her do stuff that makes her different from like a regular rookie. She's, you know, they already have her in nicer looking gear than, Even Kamatani had at the time. Kamatani kind of had like just standard, like you're going to be a geek rookie gear, which she was for like a year and a half But whatever. Um, They, it was just sloppy. Like it looked like she wasn't ready for a title match. It was just weird because like I saw her have a match with, you know, Utami. I've seen her get, you know, murdered by Julia. She seems to have been able to hold her own with somebody that's really good. Uh, maybe it's a situation where like Hannah's still just good, and not really good yet. But, um, it was, it was a bit of a mess. And then ultimately, um, at the end, uh, Hannah put her, away, put her away with a Hannah special, basically like a, uh, fall away slam that's held onto it then a bridge up. Off of it, I am up giving this a uh, two and a quarter, which is like well off the pace of what you know, does which You normally three to three and a quarter, maybe even three and a half, reaching back, an opener.
1: Disgusting.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was really surprised at this match. Uh, also, of note, watching this, like they messed up the uh, production of this, like as far as the audio quality. Like this felt like watching it. Um, it reminded me of like watching like some of those WWE shows where like the the. Um, commentary is so much louder and washes out the crowd and ring noise. Whereas, like, I don't know if this is intentional or where you're trying to stop like people from hearing like boos or cheers or chants, so people can't understand it. But like, they but like um, on commentary, they had Shing, not Shingo, uh, Taichi and Desperado and the normal crew, and like they were way up here in the crowd and the ring noise was here, and it was really hard to fill the crowd throughout the show. Um, uh, so. You you so you watch uh, the the title matches did, did how did it, how did it feel for you all watching? Did it feel like the crowds were dead because of that N- difference or no? Are you feeling nah, fine? Uh, like I,
1: I felt like it was fine.
2: Okay, for me it was killing me. I, uh, I didn't so, I didn't watch it with headphones. I watched it. Uh, with the speakers out. Yeah, that might have helped. So, um, next match you have Rina and, and, uh versus. I'm sorry, Hina versus Mika. Um, this match is a is a put together match because. It's supposed to be originally on this card. It's going to be Hameka tagging with Micah versus Ami and Mirai, where the, where the winner were essentially like de facto new tag team title challengers. Um, and we'll get to that later. Uh, but um, they go back and forth. They, they hit, they you know, Sazankas and STOs and Judo throws and all that kind of stuff. And they ultimately at the end... Um, Micah, uh, hits her with a, uh, hits her with her, her normal finish or one of her finishes. She has two, the Mishino driver and then also the, uh, the, uh, Inka Itosh- Otoshi, uh, hits her with the Inka Otoshi and Hina kicks and Micah makes a face like, Not bad. Mishnoka driver pinned one, two, three, uh, gave her a little, gave her a little bit. And then like, you know, gave her an at a, at a girl, uh, pat on the head and then walked off. And like, Micah just walked straight to the back. She didn't turn around when she got to the top of the ramp to like, you know, get pictures. It felt like she was like pissed that she didn't get a big match or whatever else or, or a bigger match in the car or whatever. But, uh, um, she put her away. Um, then, uh, you end up getting, Mariah and Ami, their match got scrapped. They basically threw them into a, uh, the match that Julie and Mai were going to have with Rena and Rocker to get a quick, easy win. Uh, and this was a three way, no tag tag match, like Lucha rules. Uh, so they start, you know, moving around, uh, good stuff between like everybody ultimately at the end, um, Mariah gets in there with, uh, Rena and, uh, makes her submit to a mirror, to a, uh, her version of a Kimura lock. Um, good match. Uh then you get a captain's fall match. You get Mayu, Ida and Kogo where Ida is the captain versus Utami, Azumi and Lady C. And this was and this also was a, a lucha rules match. Uh captain's fall match. Well, so captain's fall basically is depending on the number of teammates, uh depending on if it's a, a Quattro's match or a you know, cinco's match or a trio's match, um is basically like Survivor Series rules plus over-the-top rope elimination um, where, like, you have to eliminate everybody or you have to just eliminate the captain and you can win if you just eliminate the captain first. So Love uh, those rules. Say again? So I love those rules. Yes. So uh, it makes it more interesting in strategy and all that kind of stuff, eliminations and weird orders and people and upsets and all that kind of stuff. So um, uh, Azumi is the captain for Queen's Quest. Ida is the captain for Stars. Uh so they Can up you
1: imagine up. if they tried to explain that shit in AEW like the way people were reacting horror and feigning confusion
2: about a captain's fall match or an elimination match.
1: A captain's fall match with those same exact rules and shit like people would be writing think pieces and shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be it it, it would be bad. It would It'd be, be horrible. horrible. But like oh they they're all they're always fun. They're always yep. fun. They're always fun. Um so uh, Sorry, I just. You're right. You're absolutely right. People will lose your mind. Like, what the fuck is this? I don't understand. And like, just watch the match. Stop. Relax. Well, Untie you your bunch, watch the match. be like, what? Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? And but then and then the worst part was like, Excalibur can't. Spartan might be like, it's a Survivor Series match with, with elimination over the top. Fool. Like you can't say that over the air. <laughs> so you just be like, so I, I don't understand what's going on. Women wrestling. Like. <laughs> you know we forgot to mention doing Rampage? Doing Rampage because now we're on the Rosslander. Doing Rampage when, when Hook came out Hook oh, yeah. uh, you know he's called the the handsome cold hearted devil right?
1: Cold hearted handsome devil the cold hearted
2: handsome out. devil which in Spanish translates to roughly to uh, El Diablo Guapo right? Mm-hmm. So Excalibur as he says both moves on and then like 30 seconds later Ross says what what what's that there well I'm, I'm doing the accent let me stop I'm stop right now Move, pull back he asked Excalibur 30 seconds after he just said it what is excalibur what is this what is a uh, hooks Mexican name not Spanish Mexican I was like oh my god
1: speaking that Mexican
2: I was like, oh my god <laughs> and and he answered it and it was like a pause on the air like what should I do with this? He answered and moved on. Maybe he was like, I answer quick move on. Hope we'll never bring it up again. Hope no one caught that. I caught that. He said, what is that man's name in Mexican? What is yeah. his Mexican nickname? That wasn't Mexican. That was Spanish. Anyway, um, moving Flo's back. He's got to go, man. He got go. really? <laughs> to go. That man's playing defense against the show at times. He no, really is. I, actually, uh,
1: he did say, he did pop me. He says, Slim J was his mid, his nickname in junior high. I was that did artist. pop
2: me too. That did pop me too. Right. And then, and then, uh, Jericho says something like what well, when you're 15, and then Ross is like, nah, 14. <laughs> so yeah. Like, he he it's like this with him. This is a roller coaster roll. It's it's a wave. It goes up and down. You yeah. Never so know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, he can't be saying, he can't be calling Spanish Mexican. You can't be nah, bro. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that on air. Absolutely not. Uh so um this match, Mayu ends up catching Lady C with a flasher and Karana for a three, for a three pin. Uh, Azumi ends up catching, um, Kogo, uh, with Azumi Sushi after they played off of their high speed stuff that they've done in red in the, uh, um, Grand Prix and also their title match, their future or high speed title match earlier, uh, a couple months ago. And then, um, so that leaves still Azumi and, um, and Ida, so now that it's Mayu and Ida versus, uh, Zumi and, and, uh, Utami. And then, like, so it's in there and it's Utami and it's Ida and Ida's holding on for dear life. And, uh, Utami, uh, has her beat and goes to, uh, uh, hit her with the dead, with the deadlift German bridging pin. And, like, Ida tried for a la, at last gas to try to, like, hit the rolling victory roll flash pin. Utami just stopped her dead, dead weighted her. And then, like, so, it's lifted her up and got hurt her over her head and pinned her, and, uh, Queen's Quest gets the win. Uh, also, of note, like, I show you a picture of Lady C, Azumi, and, uh, Otami's entrance at the top of the ramp with the gigantic 20-foot, uh, you know, uh, uh, Titan Tron thing, and with their Okada-like jackets on and the magic colors, they, they all posing together, they look large in life. Uh, Indeed. but, Indeed. neither here nor there. Time to move on. So, uh, First title or second title of the match of the night. Uh, Fourth from the top, you get uh, the trios champs Momo, Starlight Kid, and Sakishima versus Mina Unagi and um, All Cap Saki from Colors. Um, this match was made after the first night of the of the Grand Prix, I believe, when um, there was a great match between Mina and Momo, where Mina gets the upset victory over Momo. Say, hey, you're trios champion. I beat you. I want your ti- I want your trio's titles. I want my title back. Um and so uh this match at the end ultimately comes down to Mina and uh and Momo and Momo slot gets the wrench, she slides the wrench into her uh into her kick pad, and um she f- <sighs> she punk kicked uh Mina's head square off square off her shoulders and uh and and I think she ends up hitting yeah after that she ends up hitting uh her her peach peach sunrise finish uh and I ended up giving this match three and a half very good match um at first, I was like, why the hell did they have I understand it's upset sitting the first two nights why the hell would you do Mina uh pinning Momo's like oh this is why I get the win back and oh, immediately yeah immediately get it back um. And uh, Momo started out on 2 Now she's 3-2 and in the, in the tournament. So, like, they they started out slow, and now they sped her up. Um, so, that, that's interesting. Um, hey,
1: y'all, Momo fans, I'm telling you, don't, like, stay away from that narcotic.
2: They doing it again to themselves?
1: I, I'm, I'm letting them know. Don't do it to yourself.
2: This what I'm going to say. Beware of the narcotic. This what I'm going to say to y'all, just to give y'all a heads up. Just, to see, just, just listen to me now. So, she, like... They put out the poster for the final night for the Grand Prix final. Everybody's on it. Everybody's participating is on it. There are eight people that are big on the poster. It is the top, you know, the normal people you expect, Tam, Mayu, Julia, Utami, Shuri, Kamatani, and then the other two were Starlight Kid and Naspoy. I'm sorry. Anybody that's... Look, I understand that Hazuki is five and zero right now with ten points. She was a little on the thing. I love Hazuki. She's a little. She's not going to win the fucking Grand Prix. It's not happening. I'm sorry, and neither is Momo. I'm sorry. It's going to be somebody that's gonna, that's on the final poster, big as hell. <laughs> what, like that's just common sense. That'd be dumb to do it anyway. Other other way, right? If you're gonna be on the poster, if you're gonna win, you got to be on the poster, big as hell. You can't be small. I don't mean big as hell like they're fat. I mean
1: Bro. proportionally
2: sized it's space they take up a lot of if space if I was, on the was a poster. promoter
1: if I was a promoter one year i fuck with people and i put out another poster come close to this
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes exactly big head equals push Lutero <laughs> Negro yes exactly
2: I mean can somebody can somebody find the, the, the Rich, can you go through Starter's Twitter and look at the poster and tell me if I'm bugging when you see this, the, when you see the, the vast the vast like disparity in the sizes between the top eight and then the rest like the top eight the top eight look eight queens and the rest is worker bees. Like
1: <laughs> Y'all yeah, just work here. Yes. You, you guys are the help.
2: Yeah. You know <laughs> Help me get over. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. I will continue to scroll.
2: All right. So I'll, uh, yeah, if you want to sort by media, you might be able to find it faster. Um, okay. so, because they posted a couple of them like in the last couple of days, but, uh, yeah, it'll, it's a 10 1 show. Um, so moving on, you end up getting to the main event, or sorry, the, uh, semi, or third from the top tag team title match FWC Kaguma and Hazuki versus Nasapoy and Tam Nakano. Um, after FWC, you you seen it? You see, you're no. looking at it. Oh, okay.
1: No, no. Um, no. I'm still looking okay. for
2: it. I, I was I was oh, thinking about this mass okay. result. Okay, are you looking? Okay, are you looking at the English account or the or the, uh, the English? Okay, uh, I'll send you to the um, the uh, Jap, domestic account. Sorry. Um, so you end up getting um, after FWC one. Uh, their last defense versus Hameka, not Hameka, but uh, Ami and Marai. I just sent it to you. Um, they declared their own, their next challengers. The next challengers they wanted to be Tam and Nasipoy. Uh, so um, do you see it? <laughs>
1: Hold on, hold on. But let me see how long it takes me before I even find Momo Watanabe on this thing.
2: (sighs) God damn it.
1: (laughs) Bro, where is she? I'm not bullshitting. You serious? I found her. Yeah, she's on the... the, the Okay, so this is what they did, right? It took me that long to find her as a shoot. I was not working. I was not. for Can you put, it up, can the you put camera? it up on
2: the screen for for the streamers to see to see this poster so they yes. can see? I'm not exaggerating for like someone like Sir Sam doesn't watch Arm at All. You can see like, yeah. Put the put the cursor over Momo so uh, your cursor, your mouse over a Momo, so you can see how small she is, and then see like you think this person would say these big ass heads you see on this, on this poster.
1: Okay, so if you look over here on the right hand side. Right here. This is where Momo Watanabe is with half of her hair covering her face. So you only see half of her face on the poster. So, um, yeah, it took me that long to find her. Yeah. So yeah. the big heads, uh, we yeah. got the big, big people. That Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I don't see it for, for any of the other young ladies.
2: Right. But you see, there's established. It seems like they're an established top eight right there, given that there's eight yeah. people big as hell in the rest of the 20. Uh, The rest of the what? Uh 26. The rest of the other 18 people are small as hell on that thing. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh so <laughs> big head equal push. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh after they after uh they nom I'm sorry, FWC nominated Tam and nasapoy uh earlier uh, about a week or so ago, maybe a little earlier, like one of the first shows of the uh of the uh tournament um boy faced hazuki an excellent match uh and hazuki uh beat her uh, giving you know champion beat the challenge beat one of the challengers let's see where this goes so um and also you know because you, obviously you normally don't like challengers losing to champions but like the challengers are so much hotter than the than the uh have so much more momentum than uh the champions you felt like you kind of it's kind of you're like it's just a dead giveaway what's about to happen uh but anyway um smash starts out with kaguma and nasapoy they do high speedery is very good uh they they build heat on nasapoy tam gets in tam and nasa tam and hazuki uh basically play a play a game of who can knee each other and kick each other harder in the face uh, or their opponents in the face. Like Tam is trying to knee people as hard in the face as they can with V-triggers and bicycle knees. Hazuki is trying to like pump kick uh Natspoi's face off at various points throughout this entire match. Um, ultimately good job. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, like this leads to uh, like the the beginning of the third act, where like all of a sudden people just start falling out the sky and diving on each other. Like it was a, a it was a barrage of, of top rope dives like between Tam and Kaguma and nasapoy in a row. Like like boom, boom, boom. Uh, all, and then uh, there, then basically from there you end up getting the closing stretches. Uh, Kaguma and um and uh, in the ring while. Uh, Tam and Hazuki basically are making saves for each other as they hit each other with big moves and kicking out, and big moves and kicking out. Ultimately, at the end, uh, they end up clearing out Hazuki, and uh, Natsupai ends up putting away Kaguma with uh, the cross, the cross jacket, uh, bridging suplex, fairy strange what she calls it, and they're the 25th uh, Goddess of Stardom ch- Tag Team Champions. Um, throughout this match. Uh, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of things that like people were like, uh, Velkej and One Rich Lada would have loathed in this. This was like.
1: I'm with you, brother. Shout out, shout out Velkej.
2: Look, this match, like for those that have never, may have never seen Tokyo Joshi Pro before, like it reminded me a lot of like watching like a magical Sugar Rabbit's match of like, of like watching like these two almost like cartoon character cute motherfuckers, like, hold hands and come down to the ring and fight. And in the middle of fight, like hold each other's hands to give each other strength to get back up and continue fighting at times. This was like, this was like an anime. This was, the, I I like, I, I don't, I will stop short of calling this a great match, but I give this uh three and three quarters because of the effort and the high level of wrestling. There was one unchar- uncharacteristically bad, like a uh, botch, like in the second act of the match, uh, from Hazuki, but outside his this match, this match, like, did everything you need to do, um, like, but, yeah, this was a, this was a kick-ass, uh, tag match, and a really good, uh, tag match, and transition over to, um, Tam and nasapoy and, like, I don't know if I want to necessarily eulogize, uh, the, the two title runs, or two title runs that, um, Hazuki and Kaguma have, but like they were excellent tag champs and like one of the better tag teams in the world this year. And like, you know, from from the time that Hazuki came back and then the tag league and went in tag league and then winning the belts, like, it's been one of the better stories in stardom and like you know, if stardom doesn't really do like they've are they're already the first time, first time, two time champions, tag champs in stardom. I don't know, I seriously that'll be a third time, but like I I I love them and like I hope that they end up becoming like a trios team with like Ito or Mayu or or Hannon or 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 thirty six or thirty seven. So like whatever it, it doesn't matter. Like they're they're a great tag team and I hope that they find a way to end up with like trio's belts as a transition or something. <laughs> um yeah.
1: We're we're in the mud, Velkesh. We're in the mud.
2: <laughs> so the one thing I will know is, like you know, uh, Hazuki. Five and zero throughout this tournament so far, and the Grand Prix, like they have protected her. They, she's not the one that took this pin. Just like she's going to get a title match at some point before the end of the year. I feel like, given the way that they've protected her all year in this title title run, so she had a great year, and like I'm so happy she came back. Um, the Zook. <laughs> so we get comments. So then we get uh, the the uh, the the filling filling match, semi event, white belt match. Kai versus Hazuki, Hazuki, Hameka, Hameka, and um, this is the best match they've ever had. I uh, I don't think they've ever had a great match before. this first match I, they've ever had where I thought it was great. Um, and I, it was weird because like at the beginning of this match, I was not feeling it at all much, and then especially at the part where they start like trading elbows in the middle of the ring for like seemingly forever, but once they almost kill Kamatani. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, this match was on a certain level, and this is like, uh, this wasn't on purpose, but it reminded me of, in ways of like, the Unagi match from, uh, I think the anniversary show this year, where it's like, this match at a certain level, and then all of a sudden, like, there is a complete change, and things take off to a just, phenomenal level that where like, you forget about so much of, the first part of the match, or even the first two parts of the match. Like, there is a spot where uh, Kamatani is has Hameka seated on the top rope and is going for her kunanna, and you know you know how that goes. Like someone stands up, and then you know the hurricane rana comes, and you roll off off the middle rope. This did not happen. This was turned into a power bomb, but it was turned into a power bomb that wasn't exactly the safest in the world. And like Kamatani landed on her fucking neck, and I shouted in horror. I thought she had broke her neck. I thought she was dead. Um. I don't know if there's been a metal checkup on her. She continued to wrestle another, uh, the last third of this match where it just goes to the big move set. And because of this fucking bump, everything that happened afterwards, uh, was then like heightened because after that, Hameka hits her, follows up with a, she n- a, with a last ride power bomb. That's yes. that Kamatani kicks out of. Then it, then she throws her into the corner, goes to the opposite corner, Hits her with a running lariat in the corner, then lifts her up and gives her a running the running power bomb that we've seen like l- legitimately concuss Julia uh, in 2020 um, in the Grand Prix that year. Um, and she kicks, and then she gets her up for another power bomb. She's like, "I'm gonna power powerbomb you to you, you fucking quit to your to your soul leaves your body. You can no longer kick out." She goes for for uh, she actually. I'm sorry. She, she also gave her that. a, a lariat
1: in the back of the head.
2: Right, right. So earlier in the match she teased a japanese ocean cyclone suplex there's, yes. no, manami toyota. Was like, huh? there, there's no manami toyota there's no b Priestley. so she goes so Kamatani escaped so after this second power bomb the running power bomb she's like all right she gets her throws her body towards the ropes she gets her up on her shoulders and she's setting up to give the japanese ocean cyclone suplex and at this point i was like okay you didn't beat her with the power bomb top turnbuckle he didn't beat her with the with the last ride power bomb. He didn't beat her with the top with the running three power bomb. And like once she got her up, I was like, this is brilliant storytelling. She's about to hit her with a flash rana. A half second later, flash rana, and it turns and it wasn't just a flash rana to to, uh, to turn over flash the match. Poison rana. It was a it was a flash it was a flash reverse rana to um to turn into a into a like caught you in a cradle pin and like she caught her Mecca and Omega couldn't kick out. And I was like that's a pretty cheap finish, but I do like this story that like Hameka was was clearly going to finish her, and she luckily escaped.
1: Yo, this was one of those Mayu Iwatani performances. <laughs> <laughs> towards the end of her title reign where it was like Mayu didn't fucking win she, she survived escaped takumi.
2: She, she escaped shuri yes. yeah 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 she like, couldn't escape she could she couldn't escape uh the third time uh against utami or, utami, right. utami finally won yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's like, funny i, 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 I
1: immediately that, right. got flashbacks of, of watching her and takumi and then her and yeah her and takumi in this match uh this is the best hameka singles match i think i've ever seen uh this was excellent. I love this match. And it was like... Like, that run of offense that she put together was like, yo, she has... uh, uh, Kamatani has the fucking Gatorade cup. How is she going to survive? And she just pulls it out. And I was like... I wasn't even spoiled. Or I was spoiled on this match. And I was just like, what the fuck is going to happen? And then... uh, I saw that, that flash. Crash. I was like, I think she's going to beat her. And then sure enough, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see what they did there. So it was like giving Hameka just like, it was giving her a lot and like really showing that she can hang at this level. And I, I feel like I'm kind of like looking at her in a different light rather than just, you know, she's someone is tag gonna be to be wrestler like two times or, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's like, all right, so you can actually have expectations for her like to do very well. So, yeah. um, I, I really like this match. I'm probably like four and a quarter on this.
2: Yeah, I I gave it four, um, because like so much of the matches felt like it was just there, and but like one, but like don't get me wrong, like the close stretch of this is like pfft, phenomenal. But um, yeah, like this has been a, I don't want to say necessarily a run, but like this has been like this this thing that she's had like ever since she got that title shot against Shuri, um, a few months back for the red belt, where, like, she had the match for life then, I think that's still her best match, like, that top to bottom, throughout that match, I think it's her best match, um, and, like, this match, I think is her second best match I've seen her have, so, like, yeah, like, she, they put her out there for defenses, she showed up in a way that, like, she necessarily didn't show up when, like, she got the white belt match against, sure, not sure, Julia in 2000, October 2020, like, she is just, like, someone that, like, I can go out here and have a main event like that holds up with like all the stuff like the top wrestlers in this company do, um, and like in the G one, like that match she had with Otami Night One was also a great match too. Like she's she is definitely improved as a singles wrestler. I always thought that like, you know, she's 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 rock solid, rock hard as a uh, as a tag performer, and she's super dependable, and she can always you know help contribute to a great tag match. But as a single, you don't really sometimes you you felt like. There was something missing there. I think she's putting it together. I think I got to yeah. go back and watch her and Shuri. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the main event. <sighs> Shuri versus Tanai Now, I was spoiled on this, even though I already knew what was going to happen and everything with this. We already knew the outcome. But, like, I was spoiled on this. But this did not, this still did not uh, disappoint. This still did not hold me back on uh, loving this match. I thought that these two went out and had a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they went out there and they had a main event championship match that fits anywhere in pretty much any era, um, for pretty much, that could have worked anywhere. They went out there and they told the story that the challenger, uh, is better at things than uh than the champion was, but the champion has the heart, determination, and the guy, the passion. Yes, and, and and the skill and different at a different skill to differentiate herself to be able to change the momentum in in uh of the match on a on a dime's notice against the challenger, and it came out to like you want to try to brawl. Shuri normally is very good at the brawling thing, especially if he throws the kicks, but she normally holds on to the kicks to change the momentum, late in the match And the third, you know, the the third act of it but she is she is beating up shuri shuri then starts uh slapping on arm submissions and then Nanai has to like struggle with dealing with like having a bad a bad wing during parts of this match and they're going back and forth and like a lot of his matches like working off the part where like they're trying to make each other tap out the submissions and then they start hitting their big moves you get you know you get the uh the freezer bomb refrigerator bomb from the knife top rope splash uh, you get uh shuri when she gets her cha- momentum she ends up hitting her uh, emerald flosion um doesn't put her away nanai um then i'm oh, sorry uh, shuri then tries to get her up for the one-wing emerald flosion Nanai gets down and then hits her with the uh the landslide she doesn't get the win. She, uh, she later ends up getting the, uh, the raka like the arm or the, uh, hammerlock power slam kicks out of her big move. And then Shuri, then they have a, this awesome, you know, dude throughout all of this is these awesome strike exchanges. Like, then like, I pulled out then I pulled out the fucking, the funky shoot punch that I love so much. And then Shuri, later oh. on, and then, yes. And then Shuri later on, like returned in the third act to change momentum. We hit her with her own shoot punch. Um, and like there's headbus galore in throughout this match. Uh and then um shoot headbus galore. And then like ultimately, like Shuri goes to get her up ag- against the ropes to get her up on her shoulders again to go for the one wing emerald uh flosion. And is not having it. And then Shuri said in very much the same fashion that like Arissa Nakajima had against uh, Nanai in their last match from um last year's uh um anniversary show for ceiling. Just Says, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna headbutt the back of your head. Just, just <laughs> headbutt the back of her head. She's the guy's out on her feet, gets her up on her shoulders, hits her with the woman, emotion, gets to win. I, 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 thought this match was fantastic. I, you know, it, it did every, it did all the things that I needed to do. Um, I'm thinking maybe four and a half. I don't know, but for somewhere between four and, a half and four and a quarter. I loved this match. I, I thought it was great. Um,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in that the, the four and a third danger yeah, zone. Yeah, uh, I, on that one.
2: Like, sure, he's on a hell of a run." Really um, is. a Title sad matches.
1: day for the for the people that don't like Nanae Takahashi um,
2: Rich. I, Rich it's not really that bad because they'll just go on cage match and downvote the match go to cage match look at that match score
1: I see it says 7.46 on
2: it now Rich do me a favor right go look at the go look at the let, uh, let's see, layout. let,
1: oh, oh, let, let me see uh, some of the ridiculous comments
2: no, don't even do that just look at the match ratings right now, what is the number one? What's the most num, What's the most common? Uh, or or the highest? Or sorry, the most common? Uh, rating on that show between one between ten, nine, seven, and eight. What's the most common uh, one?
1: Nine and eight are tied. Nine and eight are tied. Amount.
2: Right, and, and then you see like a collection of fours. Right. Yes. They, so three people thought this was a a two star match, a average match. So if you exactly so rich. <laughs>
1: If this is a two star match, what I want to see the rest of their ratings history right. because they must have some fire that I right. don't know about, right?
2: Right? So, so, someone
1: said slow, boring. It's like if Togi Makabe was challenging for the IWGP title in 2022, bad lariats, very little bumps, and just a match that went nowhere. Can't recommend, man. That is absurd,
2: yeah. So, um, so now, like. I, I've already done the math since the last match. I, I don't know if it's changed at all, whatever else. But if you throw out the, the people that are downvoting this ridiculous scores of fours, it's it's at a eight point five on once you throw out the, the hate votes, the hate votings. So it's so that's basically it's a it's a four and a half star match. People are out of their fucking. People minds.
1: are literally giving it two stars. My God. Yeah. We got to get some of those Tokyo Joshi Pro voters in here that just, you know, just throw nines and tens on shit. Like, we got to get them in to balance this out.
2: I don't know if that's what they like because they don't like they don't much like the brawling. They like the people. They like the 15 minute title matches or Mm -hmm. the 18 minute title matches where like you miss you make one mistake and your ass is done. Mm,
1: I like those, two. I like those, two.
2: uh, I like those two, like, but comparatively speaking, to like a Stardom or Sealingly main event to the Total Pro main event, sign me up for the Stardom and Sealingly main events. Sorry. Yeah,
1: I-, I thought this was going to be more violent actually than it was.
2: I I don't disagree. Um, like but... if you if, if this match had happened in 2019 compared to now, this would match would have been a whole other level of violent and a, and yeah, it would have been. Um, yep. it it definitely would have been. You're right.
1: But they had like these looks on their faces throughout the match, like especially like when they were at the start of this match. Like Shuri had his look, like you in here with me, like <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, I I know who you are, but like you got to know who I am. Like that's you know that's why yeah. I got from Shuri on this.
2: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I really enjoyed this match and like God stop. These people are ruining these ratings, man. I, yeah, that I, just... and, that, and that's the thing. That's what I be telling you about when it comes so to, like, these Yoshi them, ratings. is like, all it takes is, like, three people to fuck up a rating and then a match will be lost forever. A match that, yeah. like, everyone, they almost, they're like, if 30 people saw, tw- 20 of them thought was, like, very great or, or or at least at the bottom, at the minimum, great. And then, like, there's three or four people that fuck it up, and then they're just lost forever, unless you just have the time to go dig through uh, these Joji promotions. It sucks, and this happen, and, and like, this tends to only happen to like Stardom.
1: Man, somebody will give us the answers why one yeah. day somebody uh, will come out here and be honest.
2: Yeah. Um. So, but whatever, it is what it is. Like you know, but yeah, great match. And like you know, I I thought for a show where um a lot of the undercard was kind of just by the standards of stardom just there. I thought that like the final four matches held up there to a normal standard. And I thought this ended up still being maybe It's not a, I won't call this a great show cause the, the bottom, but like, it was still a very good show. Um, so yeah, like I, I would suggest, I would recommend the last three matches or last four matches. Um, and uh, they move on like um, we'll cover it. So at some point we'll do a catch up on uh, the Grand Prix. But uh, for this, we're we're done with stardom uh, this week.
1: For sure, man. Um, just remind everybody, uh, send in your audio uh, for your One Nation Radio 10 year anniversary uh, testimonials uh, to Rich at Social Suplex. Uh, get that in don't wait uh, I, I don't want to be scrambling towards the the very end and, and wondering if, if more are coming in before I put this file together I kind of just want to hit play and then let them all run rather than loading them all up individually and you know uh, I want to make it real easy for James um, <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and make like ideally I'd like to lock it down send the file to James so he can just paste it in and we can play it in live uh, over the Twitch stream uh, stream so um uh, but yeah besides that it's been another larger than life evening of one nation radio
2: <laughs> and on that note thanks for listening y'all that's the end of the show be sure to rate us whatever app you're using uh to listen to this with if you are watching from the live stream you can see the leaks on the screen the cash app the paypal go there and jump us off a donation if you so uh if you feel like it uh and if you're listening uh uh, in podcast form, go to the show notes or link description or a show description and find the link to Red Circle and uh, you can donate there and be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. Also, check the clips, TikTok. Yes.
1: As well as um, the shorts on YouTube shorts.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Um, and... Uh, Let's the other shows on the network. Uh, besides 1H Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, which I will be on recording tomorrow. Um, and um, you have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. You have Gorman Watch This Shit. You have The Grave Consequences. You have 8-Bit Suplex. You have AW Match Guide. You have All Things Elite. You have get Great Match Generator. Get in the Ring. And Meet the Press Slam. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Kenny Omega's back.